Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. My name is DC Mello, and with me today is... What's up, dude? My name's Tyler. Congrats on not fucking up the name again. Uh, thank you. I worked very hard at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the upcoming games for week four. We're going to be telling you guys about who we like, who is the upset pick of the week for each of us, and then we're going to go position by position and tell you who you should be starting in your lineup. God, you are so fucking professional. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so stay tuned. Football Talks coming up next. Welcome back, everyone. So we're looking at all the games this week. Already, due to coronavirus, we have had a little bit of uh, shifting around with the games. The Titans and Steelers, they had to swap bye weeks, and they will not be playing anymore, at least not this week. And the Patriots and Chiefs game is a little bit up in the air. Uh, Currently, it's supposed to be moved either to Monday night or potentially even Tuesday night. Um, But let's go ahead and look at that game. If they do play that game, Tyler, who do you like? Okay, so, I mean, at this point now, Cam Newton tested positive for Mm -hmm. the COVID-19 virus, Mm -hmm. and he's already been ruled out for the week. Yes. Which means either Brian Hoyer or Jared Stenham will be starting at quarterback for the Patriots. Going, Looking at this, when I was reviewing the matchups last night, Kansas City is favored by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Actually, seven points, so more than it's – I with Cam, with Cam Newton starting for the Patriots, I would have still gone with the Chiefs. I just feel like the over-under would have – I would have had the Chiefs winning by a field goal. Okay. The, the, the Patriots – are continuing to prove that they're still going to be a fucking nuisance, even with yes, Brady being absolutely, gone absolutely. and all the people they had opt mm-hmm. out of the season. Mm-hmm. Like they are going to continue to be a fucking problem, and it's kind of starting to show. We're starting to get a little bit of insight, early insight into is it was it the the Belichick Brady argument, right? You know, like Brady it, it, the the jury's still out on him in Be- Tampa. Belichick is able to build systems, right? Yes, like that's the thing, and that's. Actually, when you look at this game, that's what really worries me the most about for the Patriots is that Belichick has completely restructured this year's offensive system around Cam Newton and his strengths. Well, and, and, you, and the problem is their backup quarterbacks don't play Cam Newton style football. Right. So you're looking at like a Josh McDaniel style offense. Mm-hmm. Like he he sat and he had the same style of offense mm-hmm. for Brady. Now you bring in Cam Newton, you go more of a collegiate style offense. Yep. Where you've got your read option quarterback, I mean, do the, it's almost a fucking guarantee at this point. If they're inside the five, Newton's going to get at least one attempt to rush it in. Like, yeah, and I think right now the uh, over under is, uh, I believe it's Chiefs by seven, correct? Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine that line's going to move prior to the game now oh, that we yeah. know that Cam Newton's going to be out. But I would still take the over uh, up until probably a forty. I would take two touchdowns. I'll take the over at two touchdowns uh, in this game. I, If they extend the line to 14 points in favor of Kansas City, <clears throat> I would probably still take the under only because <clears throat> you lost Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Fine. And Kansas City can burn you a million different types of fucking ways, man. Like, I I just I, – I, I haven't been given a reason yet 
to doubt Bill Belichick. Right. And a Bill Belichick defense. Uh, fuck, even with all the opt-outs they fucking have, they are still shutting down teams. No, they. I mean, they, their defense was amazing last week. We, we saw them just give it to the Raiders. Um, all right, so but we, we can agree it's probably going to be uh, Chiefs most likely somewhere in double digits. I think it's going to be two touchdowns or more. Are you thinking what, I'm more th- I'm, 10 I'm th- points? I, it's, it's comfortably at 10 points. Okay. Comfortably at 10 points. Okay. So you <clears> would <throat> take the over at 10 points? Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right, so moving on, let's look at the Falcons-Packers. That is our Monday night matchup uh, for sure. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it might not be the only game we have on Monday night. I uh, but this one, I'm guessing you're you're looking at a lot of offense. I mean, you you have to. Yeah. The, one, Aaron Rodgers is starting to look like the Aaron Rodgers of old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's trying to give the middle finger to his front office and head coach as to why, oh, you traded up and got another fucking quarterback. Right, right. Oh, he um, loves that. He's happy. so happy about that. But, Thrilled. I mean, the over/under right now is seven in in in, in favor of Green Bay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm I'm uh, take that all day. You really all day? Really? Are you fucking kidding me? Have you I, seen the Falcons the last two weeks? Yeah, I have. I have. I've seen them, and I've seen them lose close games. They're they're because they, they're, they're blowing it late. Terrible. They're yes, blowing they are, it late. They are, but they are still putting up a lot of points. Look, but look at look at look at who they blew it late to. Okay, the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. One could argue that was a high-scoring game, which yes. could potentially be what this week is. Yeah, because you, you you do have, you know, two. You've, you've got you've got a a Hall of Fame quarterback right. in Aaron Rodgers already. Obviously, Matt Ryan once an MVP in Kyle Shanahan's system, and you look at all the offensive weapons they have with Julio and Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, Hayden Hurst, even Russell Gage is starting to make a name for mm-hmm. himself in that offense. Mm-hmm. So. If if their defense is blowing it late, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to give you the opportunity. He's going to fucking strike early. Yes, that's the one thing the Falcons haven't had to worry about is trying to play catch up through the entire game. But if any team's equipped to play catch up, it's a team like the Falcons. They, you know, they remind me a lot of you know, kind of more or less the mm-hmm. Cowboys. I think they're very similarly no. built to the Cowboys. Fuck Maybe no. not as elite offensively as the Cowboys are. Uh, but they're still got a lot of firepower. However, no. here's the big question mark for the for the game is uh, Devonta Adams and his health. Right you, now, you, it's looking like he's going to play, but he didn't play last week. He could be on a snap count. Um, I think the Packers win regardless. Yeah, I'm taking if Devonta Adams is looking like he's going to be on some kind of snap count or injured. I'm taking. I'm taking the under. If look he's at, fully healthy. I'm taking the. I'm taking the over. Look at both sides of the offensive fucking schemes for both teams. Mm-hmm. You got Devontae Adams, who's limited through practice all week with his yep, hamstring. Yep. Alan Lazard now yep. is out indefinitely. Nobody knows because of a core muscle issue that he had right. to have surgery on this right. week. And it, it legitimately came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. You flip it over to the Falcon side. Julio is Julio's still hobbled. Yes. He's not out. He's he's questionable. So is Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Calvin Ridley has an ankle and a calf issue. So both of them have question marks next to their name. So if if you're thinking about like like okay, last week with Devontae, Devontae being out, a lot of people who play fantasy football are like, okay, is it gonna be Lazard? Is it gonna be is it gonna be Valdez Scantling? Lazard was not available in as many fucking leagues mm-hmm. as as Valdez Scantling. So like in 
one of my leagues that you and I both have a hand in, mm-hmm. where, where I have Devontae, I picked up Valdez Scantling and I started him once Devontae was ruled out. He had like a like two catches on four targets. He did fucking virtually nothing. Right, right. And Alan Lazard stole the show. Yes, yes. Uh, that, that That's one of those things where it's going to be one guy one day, well, the other guy the next. Guess week. what? That's what it's been. Guess what, man? If you have Devontae Adams on your roster and they're the Monday night game, you need to have Valdez Scantling now. Yes. On you your do. with Lazard out, you absolutely do. Valdez Scantling is going to be the number one option. If yes, and I mean, if, especially since you don't have, I mean, Monday night comes, and you you're planning on playing Devonte, and he ends up being injured. Well, you're fucked. Yes, if absolutely. you don't have, if you don't absolutely, because all the games are gone. And, and it's same vice versa. Yep. If you've got Julio or Calvin Ridley, you need to go get you need to go get Gage. Yep. Yeah, yes. And he was in concussion Agreed. protocol up until fucking Agreed. yesterday. Agreed. Like, I, he's cleared. He's going to play. But I think that as much <clears> time as we spent talking about the receivers, I think the running backs are going to actually be a, a pretty big factor. Aaron Jones has been amazing. Aaron Jones is going to be a he's fucking been amazing this week. Like, uh, Todd Gurley had his best game of the season, and so did Brian Hill. Both of them, both of them, each had 80 yards. And a touchdown last week. I'm telling. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm still not a fucking believer in Todd Gurley. Like, not even a little bit. Like, yes, he's putting up numbers early. Great. What's going to happen when those fucking arthritic knees take one good shot? Uh, that, one good shot. That's when you plug in Brian Hill. And see or, or, they have to, or they have to go play at Met, MetLife Stadium. I right. don't know if they play the Jets or the Giants this year, but if they have to travel up there, that would be the game right, I would put my money all on. All ACLs. Fuck get, yes, get dude. Up, right? Dude, that would be the one that I think that because right. everybody's getting hurt up there. But consensus here, you're saying Packers over? Over seven. Over absolutely. seven. I'm saying Packers under seven if Devontae Adams is on a snap uh, count restriction. Over seven if Devontae Adams is available. Aaron Rodgers is too fucking good. Like, he's he's making it work with fucking deck chairs right now. I, I, I would take the seven. You take the seven? Yeah. All right, let's move on to Eagles and Niners. Ooh, my yeah. favorite, man. Yeah, this, this is your team right here. Woo! So, uh, all right, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, barring any – what, what's the line? Seven? It's seven. Seven, yeah. In favor of San Francisco. I, I don't see any any way that the Eagles play close. They're, okay. The one thing that if I was an Eagles fan that would give me some kind of hope is that Carson Wentz hasn't played – You'll have played, a high draft pick next year? <laughs> maybe. But Carson Wentz hasn't played like Carson Wentz. All season. And mm-hmm. you, you got to think, you got to have some kind of belief, if you're an Eagles fan, that at some point in some game this year, he's going to turn it on and be the Carson Wentz of, of old. Last week, we saw him have some flashes of decency. He was very hesitant, though, in throwing the ball. There was a couple times where he was down in the red zone, and he would not throw the ball. He missed a slant route in the, in the red zone that would have mm-hmm. led to a touchdown, yep. and he decided to run it instead. So he's obviously going through some mental issues right now. He's very, very hesitant. With the He's ball. a fucking ginger. I mean, says the ginger. I'm a daywalker. <laughs> I have freckles. I have brown hair. But I, I don't really see a way that the the Eagles win this game, unless unless the Niners get more injuries, because because <clears throat> y'all are like playing with your second string right now. And and this is okay. First of all, testament to the Niners and their depth, because they have lost so many players, and they're still very effective on both sides of the ball, especially defense. Uh, but if they lose more guys, that's the only way I can see this game being close. I take the I take the Niners at over. Yeah. Okay. So here's why you're right. With all the injuries that the Niners are plagued with right now, D Ford, IR, mm-hmm. 
fucking Richard Sherman is on. He's available to return next week. Mm -hmm. Debo is activated. He has been activated, but he's going to be on a snap count. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, there here is. comes the slurring. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Shanahan already came out and said, "Yes, he is playing Sunday night." Yeah, yeah. But he will be on a snap count. He won't have his his typical role, which is fine with what you saw from Ayuk stepping in last week and oh, yeah, filling nice his game. role. Yeah, yeah, nice game. Kittle is 100% go. He's ready. Like I, Kittle I, was a go last week. They he, just didn't see a reason to play him you on just that paid, field. You just paid him all that money, and right. he is but not without a shadow of a doubt, he is the most important offensive piece you have. Yes. Don't throw his ass out there on that field again to get fucking hurt. Right, right. Don't do that no, shit. No, yeah, no point in him playing last week in MetLife Stadium. Save him for the Eagles. He's he's I have him as one of my one of my top options at the tight end position this week. Yes. And I think he's going to do work. Um yeah, I but he Carson Wentz is struggling so hard because he has no offensive line. And guess what? As of an hour and a half ago, it got worse for him. Yeah. Jason Peters, injured reserve, dude. Yep. Gone. He yep. is out, dude. Yep. Even with a hobbled that was huge, yeah. Even with a hobbled defense that the Niners have right now. Right. They're the the plug and play pieces that they're putting in, Dion Jordan, mm -hmm. um, Ziggy Ansa, mm -hmm. they are still creating pressure. And they are still creating – like, yes, they have to send, like, Kwan Williams right. out of the slot to blitz more than they should when they had Nick Bosa deforward on the edges. That's fine. They're still creating pressure. They're still making it really hard for the quarterback to get the ball out, and it creates mistakes, especially for a hobbled secondary. And you look at the, the Eagles' defense, too. Last week you saw them get pressure on Joe Burrow. Yep. Um, but the thing is, is Cincinnati doesn't have the rushing attack no. that the Niners do. And when you have that kind of rushing attack, you're going to keep the defense a lot more honest. Yep. They're not going to be able to just send uh, five, six guys every time at the quarterback. No. Uh, yeah, I just – yeah, I, I got the Niners taking it, taking the over seven. Yeah, I, I, I would – I would take them over at ten. Personally, personally as a 49ers fan, I'm a much more – I have a more realistic view of the team than most of the 49er faithful. While I am a 49ers fan through and throughout, was born and raised in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm still out on Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting franchise quarterback. Yep. Um, Tevin Coleman needs to fucking go. Yeah. Tevin Coleman needs to go. He's he's fucking averaging like a yard a clip. Right. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Right. You are done. Still. You're going into a game against a team that will be without Alshon Jeffrey, yep. without Deshaun Jackson. Mm -hmm. You you have broken pieces all over your O-line. But you're still playing with a lot of backups. Now, the fortunate thing they have going for him going into this game is Nick Mullins, mm -hmm. who, yes, he is their backup quarterback, but he, he, has, he has a full season yeah. of starts underneath him when 2018, when Garoppolo tore his ACL. Right. He knows that system. He's been there for years. And it just goes to show that just about anybody works in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Right. Shanahan could take a trip down to fucking Target yeah. and pick up some right. random fucking dude. Get the bag boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that dude would would average yeah. three yards a clip uh, in his I offense. I agree. All right, we got to move on here. So Sorry. Uh, you got you got Niners. Yeah, how, how high how high of an over would you take him at? I, I'll take him at seven 
Would you take him at 10? I'd take him at 10. Would you take I him? I would at 10? take him at 10. If it got pushed to 14, I would say no. Okay. I think I think I would I'm I'm with you on that one. All right, next up, so we just talked about your team. Now it's time to talk about my team. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna admit I am I am nervous this week about the matchup. Mm. We got the Bills on the road. At the Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. So first of all, there's no no team in football that's more fun to say than the Raiders. I just want to put that out there. But I I I know I'm a bit of a homer here, but I still have the Bills winning. It's only a three point spread. It is a three point spread. And I I think it's gonna be a three point game. As as what um, I see, I I think that Josh Allen has had a great start to the season. Mm. I think the Raiders are gonna give him some, are gonna get to him a little bit. I don't think he's gonna have the same success he's had in the first three weeks. And I think the Raiders, because uh, one thing that the Bills do when the Bills are playing well, you they're kind of a first half, second half. Jekyll and Hyde kind of team, right? Yes. When the Bills are playing well, they're dominating Which time Which is in possession. the first half. Yes, and but they're dominating time possession, right? And the Raiders have Josh Jacobs. They have a good enough – they have a good enough offense that they can play the time possession game. And I don't think this is going to be one of those games where the Bills are going to come out and, like, punch them in the mouth early and then just kind of hold on to that lead. I think this is going to be a different – uh, game script. I, I think it's going to be back and forth, and I am. I'm taking the Bills three points. So I agree with you. I do have the Bills winning this game, um, as long as they don't continue their popular fucking trend of going up big in the first half and then pumping right. the brakes in the second. Like if they, if they do that against the Raiders, they are going to lose. Like I talk a lot of shit, right, about your team yes. when we're at work. Yes. But a, a lot of it is fucking factual, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like That's... they you can it doesn't it dates back to the playoffs last right. year. Like I I would be willing to say I would I would be comfortable betting over 3. I would. Would you? Up okay. to up to 7 because Josh Allen now that he has a clear cut number one mm-hmm. in Stefan Diggs, yes, he's been he, very good. He, Josh Allen, in my opinion, has the strongest arm in the league. Over, I would even say over Patrick Mahomes. I would say that, but this motherfucker can rush like Cam Newton. He's a great combination mm-hmm. of, of of multiple styles of quarterback. The only thing that that ever holds him back is. His his uh, judgment sometimes and his and his accuracy now sure and then when I say the judgment I don't necessarily mean like his passing judgment I mean okay he has to scramble and am I going to throw it am I going to run it am I going to run it am I going to try to make the play to get the extra yards or am I going to take the slide because you we have seen him fumble I think you know three times oh, yeah. or something like that this season yeah he, he had two fumbles in week one right like it, right. like his interception problems from last right. year have turned into fumbling fumbling problems right. this year which I mean I think as a fan you look at that and you're like all right at least he's developing the passing game. And holding onto the ball when you're running, I think, is a little easier to correct. But still, it does give me room for concern. Uh, and and the Raiders are a good enough team that if you let them hang around, they they can absolutely steal it from you. I will say this with the Bills' credit: as as much as they have struggled in the second half, they have been able to hold on and ultimately secure victories. And that is saying that for for a team that hasn't been winning for very long, right? They're not a team that has been winning. For many years, no. that is something that you no, like to see. Right. You like something you like to see. They, what they have, but, what they're not used to doing. Uh, what they're not used to doing is being ahead in games. That they're not used to. That's not a franchise that is used 
to being up by two touchdowns at halftime. Who gives a shit? It's, it's part of their culture. They're not bro, used to it, bro. So you they're gonna, they have to learn how to play with the lead. You've held on against teams. They play the Bills played the Dolphins week one, uh, or is it the Jets? It was the Jets week one, and then and the Dolphins, the Dolphins week, two. week two. You Correct. held on against two very bad teams. But we also held on against very, the Rams. No, yes, no. Yes. You got lucky on a bullshit fucking defensive pass interference call. That's what saved y'all because they had y'all stopped on fourth. Yes, they fucking did. That play was fu- y'all were st- no. Fucking way was that defensive PI, dude. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. They, Regar- okay, okay, the fact regardless, that, the fact, regardless. Fuck you. Hold on, hold on. Fuck hold you. on. The fact that you have to say regardless. <laughs> the fact, as a Bills fan, when you say regardless whether it was or it wasn't, okay, okay. that means you know it was complete bullshit and your fucking team snuck out a win. But even then, sure, I'll give you that. But even then, you still saw them make some huge plays. Like, there was like a third and 22 Conversion it without should, without the it PI. should it should not have come down to that you're right twenty eight to three at half you oh, should have yeah. never been losing in that game you're, you're I don't give a right. fuck who you're playing you're right you're right I'm still taking the Bills though I've got the Bills I got the Bills over three points all right I do speaking of the Rams that's who uh, I'm looking at here next oh, we're really, yeah. do we, we really have to talk about this game Giants and the Rams yeah let's, I don't I don't want to spend that. Rams by a lot the Rams what, are the Rams are favored by thirteen fucking points I still dude. take the over. Me too, yeah, dude. Well, like, I'll, I'll take like, the over at twenty-one, dude. Like, the I, Giants are a hot fucking mess, dude. It's like uh, okay, like when people were watching the 49ers play two games in New York. They played the Jets, then they played the fucking the Giants back to back weeks, and they have all those injuries. Yep. And it's just like people are like, "Well, look at that. They're doing good." N- no, dude, beating the Jets and the Giants is a lot like picking on the fucking fat kid at school. Yeah. Like it's not that fucking hard to do. Yeah. Like yeah. the Giants are a colossal dumpster fire. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It- they were a dumpster fire with Saquon Barkley. Right. I mean, I, you remember that? You remember game one? We were watching that game together, and Saquon Barkley would get the ball, and the second he had the ball in his hand, he was already being tackled. Oh, you're talking, you're talking yeah. about the, against Steelers? Yeah. Oh, it, it wasn't even. Yeah. It, hand off, bam, bam. I got two fucking dudes in my right. face. And you can't even, you can't blame the running back on that. Mm-hmm. It's just, if someone's tackling you as you're catching, as you're being receiving the ball, like, no. you, you can't do anything about that. No. All right. So the Rams buy a lot. Rams buy a lot. Let's let's move on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That doesn't even need. If if you're a Giants fan and happen to listen to this, I feel really fucking bad for you. I I do feel for you too. Uh, The one saving grace is that um, maybe the season gets canceled by coronavirus. (laughs) Maybe. Fucking knows. (laughs) All right. Another game that's gonna I think be kind of the same mold here: Ravens and the Washington. Oh come on! What, dude? No. Again, this is gonna be a very short conversation. Baltimore is favored by 14 points, and I would be comfortable taking him at 21. Me too. It's not even going to be fucking close, dude. It's, I'm sorry. Like, the, yes, the, the Ravens got their fucking asses whipped right. by the fucking Chiefs. Right. But then you get to play, like, the JV team. Right. And, like, yeah, come on. And the Ravens have been dominant against teams much better than the Washington football team. Oh, it, dude, that game's going to be fucking ugly. Like, if you're watching Red Zone, I promise you they're switching back to that game every three to four minutes because the Ravens are going to be right back in it. Uh, if you have Terry McLaurin on your team, sit him. Like, he is a great, great receiver. I am I yeah, am not no, trusting Terry McLaurin. No, put his ass on the fucking bench. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. Like, no. Mm-mm. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hit the second half of the schedule that I got here. Thanks for listening and stick around.
Welcome back, everyone. So we are going to move along here. The next game we're going to discuss is the Colts and the Bears, which I think is a very intriguing matchup. Uh, I believe both teams are two and one. No, sorry, the Bears are Bears are undefeated right Bears now. Bears are three and zero. Colts are two and one. Yes. Yes, and uh, both teams look good. Both teams look very good defensively. <clears throat> um, who do you got in this one? So Indianapolis is favored by by three points. Okay, I have the Bears winning this game. Me too. I, I yeah. I, yep. Nick, the, just what happened in the last six minutes of the game against the Falcons for the Bears, mm-hmm. like Mitchell Trubisky in Chicago is done. Yes. He's done. Uh, the only way he's starting again this and year, it, and it's been done. I mean, this should have been done a while ago. Well, yeah, but they finally got a viable option at quarterback right. to True. replace him yeah. with. Not only that, you think about everything Chicago invested mm-hmm. to trade up one spot. Oh my god, that was to get game. him from it. Trade a spot with a team who was not going to take a quarterback in the first place. Yeah, yep. like it was like five or six fucking picks to bump one spot up to get. Mitchell Trubisky in a draft that had Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Get the fuck out of here, dude. dude you talk about a swing and a miss. Dude, that, is, that, that was a swing he, and he a miss. Trubisky only had like 12 fucking collegiate starts or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, I, dude, no. I never liked that pick. Hell I no. still don't like I mean, I never will like that. I pick. like the pick. I know you do. I like the yeah, pick because you got, it, you got a great deal out of it. Dude, nice, man. that brought in a lot of fucking players for the 49ers. Absolutely. That's, but I mean, no, I. I like and I like how Nick Foles when he came in he had an instant connection with like trying to target somebody mm-hmm. other than Jimmy Graham in the red zone because mm-hmm. if you're thinking it from a from a fantasy perspective a lot of people myself included in every league that I'm in mm-hmm. invested heavily third fourth round into Allen Robinson yeah Allen Robinson's big thing was yeah he's getting a fuckload of targets but none of them have none of them are happening in the red zone. He went from being a, uh, a quarterback-proof wide receiver because he really was, you know, yeah, he really fuck was. Yeah, dude. Uh, to now a legitimate uh, wide receiver one, yes, every week candidate yes. type of receiver. And if you got him now that Nick Foles is starting, which Nick Foles like, yeah, he had his great fucking Super Bowl story and all that shit, but he's a journeyman quarterback. He's never been great in one spot outside of Philly, right? So it's like, but he can chuck it. He can chuck. He can chuck. That's the one thing he can do. He's going to throw interceptions. He's going to also throw a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's a uh, kind of, of a tamer, uh, perhaps less risky version of Jameis Winston. And, you know what I mean? And I I, I like Indianapolis's O-line. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. I like their O-line. And their defense is balling out. Their, right their defense yeah. is very underrated. Yeah. It's You know, if this game was played in Indianapolis, I would be taking the Colts. For me, the deciding factor was that it is being played in Chicago. So I'm taking the Bears for that. Yeah, I got the Bears. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think that one's going to be very close. I would, I would actually take the Bears minus three, like plus three, because mm-hmm. Indianapolis is favored by a field goal. I would, I would favor Chicago by a field goal. I would, I would as well. Um, but you know, that, this is one game that I could really see going either way. And I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that one. Uh, I got the Bears by three. You got the Bears by three. Yep. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the next game: Cardinals Panthers. Boy, Kyler Murray. 
<laughs> as a Niners fan, what are we hoping about? Because he looked really bad against Detroit last sure, week. I mean, yeah, he had a, he had a bad game. He okay, he looked bad. He had three he had three interceptions, yes, right? He yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, he, he even then to he's still to a Detroit defense that does not have Darius Slay anymore. Yes, but the the Detroit secondary isn't. It's the, the Detroit's defensive issues are on are on the running side, not not the passing side. Still, uh, but he the the Detroit played well last week. They made him look uncomfortable. He looked. He had a couple of throws that were. They kind of looked like rookie mistakes. That being said, the other two games he looked much better. I don't think the Panthers uh, are going to be able to pressure him very well. I, I got. I got the Cardinals taking this one. I do have the Cardinals winning this game. They're mm-hmm. favored by three points. I just don't. I don't know how comfortable I would be if that if that line went up to seven. If that line went to seven, I would start to fucking questioning the under. Because mm-hmm. I think that's fair. You have to look. DeAndre Hopkins is a game time decision. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, doubtful. Like, yeah, he's a, he's listed as a game time decision right now, but they're saying maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isabella would be a dude I would be targeting. Yes, off the waiver wire Absolutely. for fantasy, and Absolutely. and I also also feel that because of the way Isabella's look good, he did. He looked great yeah. last week. Yeah, I. With the way all the mistakes that Kyler Murray made last week in the passing game, I would not be shocked against an inferior Panthers defense if they go more run-centric. So yeah. this would be also a week that I'd be buying a little bit higher into Kenyon Drake. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm not – like, I would I would think probably – he like, like, like a me top and you have 15. talked about this. We're not as high on Kenyon Drake Fuck as a no. lot of other people are. No. But it's because and it's not it, it, a lot of people are high into Kenyon Drake for the the big boom games he had for Arizona right. last year. He had three big games. Right. Outside of that, he had it was four, he it had was, four duds. He had four complete duds. Yeah. And yeah. it's not only that, his Chase Edmonds, his backup, has yeah. proven that he can fucking step in and fill right. that fucking role. Like right. it could be a running back by committee. Yes, it could be. Um I, I know that the Clinsbury uh, there, he likes to have Kingsbury. Kingsbury, yeah, thank you, Kingsbury. Jesus Christ, it's the beer talking. I mean, King, <laughs> Kingsbury likes to likes to roll with like a. He's not a big running back by committee guy, or hasn't really been that much. No. He likes to have a, he likes to have his primary dude. Um, but but you're right. I mean, it's he hasn't shown that he is that much better than Chase Edmonds. Um, but I do think Kyler Murray's going to also uh, be looking to run it a little more yes. this game. Yeah, he, he and he's going to have the space to do it because mm-hmm. when you look at a team, teams that don't have a, a, a dominant front four, mm-hmm. like if you cannot get to the – you are going to have to try and send as many people at the quarterback for a mobile quarterback. Right. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, right. Patrick Mahomes, like you are going to have to send more than four at him. That, that leaves opening in the coverage. It also means if he gets outside, there's more room for him to run. Yeah, I, I, I could – I can see Kyler Murray cracking top five at the quarterback position this week. I, I think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna do it through his legs. I, I think he's gonna do it through his legs. I, I could. I don't have him there. I don't have him I there in my rankings. I, I have, but I he's close. He's yes, very he is close. very close. In my and uh, yeah, I, I. I mean, he is a cunt hair short of top five <laughs> right now in my fucking rankings. Absolutely. All right, so we got we got Cardinals taking the over on that one. Yes. All right, let's go to Seahawks and Dolphins. Really? Come yeah. On. I mean, all right. Okay. So, all right. Hold, hold on. I will say this. I think the Dolphins, for as bad as they've been expected to be, have been much better than they were supposed thought. to. They were expected to be better, building off of what they had last year. 
Yeah, but no one. Okay. They played very well last week. They ripped apart the fucking Jaguars, dude. Which like, is, I, but the, the, the Jaguars is a team that people had them on par with. Uh, and they were clearly the dominant team there. I'm not saying they're a good team. I'm simply not saying they're not a total bottom feeder, bottom of the league team. I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I, have, them, I don't have them as a bottom five team. I don't. I have them as like a bottom ten-ish team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're dangerously close to that five, though. Here, I think this game. Okay, well, what's the line on this one? It's five points in okay, favor I'm, of Seattle. All right. Well, I'm taking Come the over. Come on. I'm taking the over. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? That's, Have you, that's silly. That's... I hate. I, I fucking hate the Seahawks. How the fuck can you give them five points, even if it's on the fucking road? How can you give them five points when with, with what Russell Wilson has done all is, fucking year, yeah, dude? He is just insane. like he is insane. Fuck, man. He, uh, so. So I would go with the with the Seahawks. I would take them up. Uh, I'd probably go by as high as seven on that. I would go to ten. I would not. I would go I to would ten. Not go to ten. Yes. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why? Because they're giving up like four hundred and thirty yards. That's of passing. Yes. Yards per per week. Yes. And and Fitzmagic can definitely have some games. They have the receivers. They have the talent receiver there. Um, the Dolphins could be. This could game's not turning surprisingly into a shootout. Close. This game's not turning into a shootout. They I don't, th- 10, I don't points, think it's... ten points easy. Here's ten points. Easy. I, I see the Seahawks jumping out ahead. And the Dolphins mounting a, uh, you know, too late, too little comeback. I mean, garbage time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but still, it, I wouldn't take ten points because garbage time. Garbage time, I think, could be enough to to close that gap. I would, I would absolutely... take them up to seven. I would, I would take them. Seven. I would take them. But at five, we can all agree, take the over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come right. on, dude. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? No brainer. Vegas, get your shit right. All right, let's move on. Uh, Vikings and Texans. <clears throat> this one, this one could be good. These are the two best zero and three teams in the league. Yeah, they are not zero and three quality teams. These are teams that deserve to have at least at this point in the season. I think a win. I don't. They, well, they, I, I, I think the Texans have had the harder schedule so far. I mean, I don't know, but they both have hard schedules. But I think the Texans. Yeah, it hasn't been a cakewalk for either one. I'm of taking the, teams. the Texans in this one. I also do have the Texans. Yeah. Uh, the line is by the line's four points in favor of Houston. Um, I don't know if I take that. I, I take it. I take the under. I take the under. I, I think Texans by three. You know what? Fuck that. We're gonna keep track. We're we're gonna go ahead and keep track of all like our fucking rankings and see how we do through the, the rest of the season. Nope. I'm I'm actually – I'm completely out on, on, on Houston. I'm going Vikings. Really? Yep. Number one reason, Vikings have a running game. They the do Texan, have a running game. The Texans do not. De- no. Don't even – stop trying David to – David Johnson. Stop trying to make a case for fucking David he Johnson. He has been terrible. Stop. Well, he hasn't been good either. Yeah, you know, He's been fucking average. Average good. for an 0-3 team. No. Fuck that. David – No. No, David Johnson ain't been shit since 2016, and you can miss me with that bullshit. Fuck that. Did David Johnson do something to you personally? Yes. <laughs> the amount of times I fucking drafted him, and he hasn't been fucking shit in the last four years. Yeah, yeah I see that. This is making Fuck. sense now. Yeah, damn, that's some hatred. All right, well, I, I still have the Texans taking that. You know why I have the Texans taking this one? Because Kirk fucking Cousins is just playing like shit this year. He has been so bad. He did not look Super terrible against the Titans last week, though. But you got to think, Dalvin Cook has been ripping apart the league, and they still can't win a game. No, okay, here's the case I'll make for Kirk. 
even though Kirk is an average fucking quarterback at best, best. Can't, cannot win primetime games, even though he finally won a fucking playoff game last year. Ooh. <laughs> on a on a offensive pass interference call that wasn't called on uh, Kyle Rudolph in that game, but was somehow called against George Kittle in the Super Bowl. That funny, funny. Ha ha. Tell, tell me how you really feel. <clears throat> but I think. Kirk Cousins has struggled early this year because he's used to having two top wide receivers with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. He's been fucking sucking dick for beer money with just Thielen. Well, look who had a coming out party last week. Justin fucking Jefferson, Jefferson, dude. Yes. He had a coming out party. And we'll see. And he came out all over the place. Sure. I mean, yeah. 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 He 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 was like 170 yards. Yes. He busted his nuts all over the fucking Titans defense. But at the same time, don't expect those numbers every fucking week. If you're thinking about like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm picking them up in a league. (laughs) He's not putting up like 10, 175 and a touchdown every week, man. That's not happening. That's not, isn't happening. But I, I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I haven't, Little to no faith in anyone in that Houston offense outside of Deshaun and Will Fuller, if Will Fuller can stay healthy. That's yeah. it. I, li- I like Will Fuller, Will Fuller a lot this week. If he can have – if he, I like him a lot this week. I like him some. Not a lot. But I some. like him a lot this week. Um, so you got you got Vikings taking this one? I got Vikings. I, I'm going to take I – mean, You got them obviously covering. I would take Vikings by a field goal. Wow. So okay. I would take – I would still – if I was betting this shit, I would still bet Houston by four. Mm-hmm. But I've got Vikings by a field goal. Okay. Um, I don't know dick about fucking betting fucking un- under-overs either. Yeah, you, yeah, well, with what you're saying, you should definitely take the under. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not a fucking smart person, okay? I didn't no, go to fucking college. Yeah. All right? No, it's becoming evident here. Yeah, well, <laughs> so is your lack of hair, you old fuck. All right, I got the Texans taking taking this one. You got the Vikings taking it. Uh, I do not. I do. I do not feel comfortable taking the over, even at only four points. Four, no. I'll take. I'll take the under. That's that's, that's going to be a close. I take. Game. The, I think. I think if the Texans win, it's by three. I do. I do think they do win. Uh, I could see a situation. I could. I could see. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. This is. This one is one of the games I look forward to watching. And I never thought I'd say that about two zero and three teams, but I look forward to watching this one. It's going to be offense. On both sides of the ball, uh, both both uh, teams have some uh, electric players. I like I like this game. Speaking of uh, teams with electric players, let's go to teams that don't have any electric players: the Jaguars and the Bengals. That's not well. That's not real. Really I know. I'm being a little that's harsh. Not, I'm being a I mean, because I mean, I both, I both sides have. But it's still like a blah. It's gonna be a close <laughs> game, but a blah. Like I, I just I see. I want to know who do you have in this game. I have a fucking tie. You know what I mean? You have a tie? <laughs> no, I know that's statistically like almost impossible given the, the Bengals tied last week. I do have the Bengals taking it. I, yeah, I got the Bengals. I um, do I do agree with you. Yeah. The line is two and a half, though. <laughs> they're, they're, Vegas isn't even comfortable going a field goal with this yeah, fucking no, horse shit. And I think Dude, Vegas is actually being smart on this one, too. I, I'll take the over. I would also take the over i i feel like since he's gonna win this at least by a fucking touchdown really uh, yeah ab- really? absolutely yes even with the way yes even with the way james robinson's been playing yes okay i i i i, I have uh, jacksonville is getting trevor lawrence that's what's gonna fucking happen dude okay. 
Yeah. They got the breaks. Big, excuse me, pardon me for the slur. They're going to get the fucking, they got the breaks beat off of them yeah. last week by Miami. Yeah. Primetime football. Guess what? Joe Burrow with the fucking shit fest he has standing in front of him trying to block. Oh my, that O-line is so <laughs> bad. He has turned out some, some not good games, but he he's had glimpses of why he was drafted number one. Absolutely. Uh, and he has tools to throw to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know how I feel for on the Bengals is Joe Mixon. Like the dude is finally healthy. He has a decent quarterback. They got they got a, they got weapons in the passing game that that could open up the run game. But but their whole line is so bad, so bad, so bad. So this, bad. This man cannot catch a break. Nope. I feel for Joe Mixon. I'll tell you right now, one person to stand out from this fucking game. If you're looking from a fantasy perspective, uh huh. It it's on the white. It's not AJ Green. Everyone, it's been the AJ Green coming out party for like the last two weeks. Like, oh, this is the week he's going to figure the fuck out. Nope. Because guess where all his fucking targets are going? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. And guess what? Jacksonville gives up the most fantasy points to the fucking slot in the NFL. Oh, what position does Tyler Boyd play? Oh, I'm I'm assuming he plays from the fucking slot. Ah, He's had 21 targets over the last two games. And he's going up against one of the worst fucking interior defenses in the NFL. Tyler Boyd is going to have a huge fucking day. If uh, you have Tyler Boyd on your team, this is a must-start game. Starting him in the flex. I agree 100%. All right. This is going to be the last game we talk about before the next break. And uh, I am. Mm. this is a game I am so excited for. I think this is going to be such a good game. I'm not. I, I, I'm not excited for this fucking game. I, I know why you're not, but I'm thrilled about it because this is like literally half my fantasy team right here playing on this one. Browns and the Cowboys. It's Browns two, and the Cowboys. It's two teams. I don't, I, I'd rather see them finish 0-0 tie because <laughs> as a Niners fan, I hate the fucking Cowboys. And I got to be honest with you. We've discussed this before. Yeah. Like there are really bad teams in the NFL that are, yeah. that are bad for really long periods of time. Yeah. Like and you want to root for them. Like, right. like the Lions. Yes. Like when the Lions beat the right. Cardinals last right. week, I was so happy. Not just yes. because they beat a division yes. rival, but it's like I'm so happy for Matt Stafford. Yeah. Because like Matt yeah. Stafford is a Absolutely. great quarterback in Absolutely. a really shitty position. Absolutely. Fuck every Cleveland every Cleveland Browns fan up in this motherfucker. Cause y'all are just as fucking loud as the Cowboys. But y'all ain't got shit to fuck no. no. Fuck no. We got Baker, man. Hold on. Not to be fair to Cleveland Browns fans, they really do suck. They are awful. They are just horrible. They shouldn't be, though. They, you shouldn't. The, the, the Cleveland Browns should not be this bad. They should not be this bad. All the money you have invested to both mm-hmm. sides of the ball, mm-hmm. and you fucking mm-hmm. are barely pulling out wins yeah. against the Washington football team. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Baker Mayfield should be a fucking free agent next year. Like, so. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, though, now that we've like pissed off all of Cleveland, I don't give a fuck um, them. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but but I actually do think Baker Mayfield uh, against this Cowboys secondary uh, has a has a shot at having a good game. I, I really do. I see a good game. I don't see a great game. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't. I don't see yeah, a. I'm not going overboard here. Here's. I, I think this game's going to be both teams are going to score in the 30s. Cowboys are at home, which means that they're going to have the good version of Amari Cooper. I'm taking I'm taking the Cowboys. I mean, Mari Cooper didn't look bad last week in Seattle. He did not. Uh, no. But but he was still second fiddle to uh, to Mike Gallup. I have the Cowboys winning this game reluctantly. What's the line at? 
Four and a half. Four and a half. Ooh, Everyone, I don't know if I take. I don't. I do not know if I take the over. Um. Well, there's 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 two ways this this could go. My literally when when before you told me the line, I was thinking in my head thirty five to thirty one. <laughs> I was thinking four points. When Baker Mayfield hands the ball off thirty plus times, and I don't have the exact fucking record, but his winning percentage is almost nine hundred. Right. When he when Baker Mayfield has to be the guy to stand in the fucking pocket and deliver throws, they have a losing record. Right. Baker, it's, almost, it's almost like he has a shit loving receiver. Ba- well, <laughs> well, we will cover that later. No, dude, Baker Mayfield is not an elite quarterback. He never will be. Like, I don't know if he'll never will be. But he's, he's never going to be a late no. bloomer. He's going to be a late bloomer. If, no, if he blooms, it's going to be. He's a late not going to be a late bloomer. But he's not a great quarterback. I agree with that. He's, he is a very average quarterback. He's a he, he is a game manager. He's a game manager. But he's a game manager when given the opportunity to manage the game, meaning Absolutely. run the ball, kill the clock. Like when you've got when you've got a backfield of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and you're not running the ball thirty times a game. Right? What the fuck? No. So I know we've had the like the whole Tannehill discussion a thousand times, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going there. But like, you take you take a quarterback like Baker, and you put him on the Titans, where they. Pretty much put their game yeah. around Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, Baker Mayfield's career goes on a very different trajectory. It, I, don't. Different. I don't. I don't because he's a game manager, like you said. No, I uh, no. He's gonna at least be a winning quarterback. I don't think it's gonna be a, like a Pro Bowl level quarterback. No, but, or at least not a perennial no. one. But he, I, I think that you put him on a team that can commit to the run. Which okay, to be fair, the Cleveland Browns they have done it more this year. But if you put him on a team that can miss the run, he can manage the game well enough to, to get winning winning seasons. Tannehill has been in the AFC Championship game. He has. He has. Baker Mayfield hasn't been in the playoffs. He has not. I don't he hasn't even had a winning record. This is very true. When you and you make the case like, oh well, Derrick Henry they have Derrick Henry and they're a, a, a run focused offense. They have but, Nick Chubb. But here's my argument. Here's my argument. All right. Baker Mayfield is best. Not inside the pocket, but when he's rolling out of the pocket. Right. When right? you establish the run when and you've you got play the action. you got play action. That's so exactly what the Titans do. He off play action, right? So he needs to be in a play – which I will give credit, though, to the Browns. Lately, the last couple of weeks, they've been doing a lot more of that, and that is helping them. Yes, but they're pulling off, like, one-score wins against really bad teams. Yeah. yeah. Like, really bad teams. So let's talk about the Cowboys here for a second. Okay. Um, I mean, it's you, you look at the Cowboys. It's a, a tale of two different sides of the ball. Their their offense has been consistently strong every week. Their defense has been good lord, just just awful. Yeah, their defense is fucking awful. Just awful, awful. Um, and uh, I see I see the Browns gashing them uh, with uh, between their uh, between Nick Chubb and. And Kareem Hunt, I see them just gashing, gashing through the through the field there. But at the same time, Dak has been chucking it. I mean, Dak has had some great games. Um, Zeke is Zeke is Zeke. Uh, Michael Gallup had his breakout game of the season last last week. Uh, C.D. Lamb's looking great. Uh, they've even got a, a tight end coming out and coming out of left field. That's looking Schultz. Strong. Yeah, Schultz. He's Schultz, looking strong. Yeah. And obviously, Amari Cooper's still there. Uh, the game's in Dallas. 
I think this is going to be an offensive fireworks show. Uh, like I said, 35-31 is my prediction. So uh, the line's four and a half. I guess that means I have to take the under. But so, I do take, I do take Dallas. I do take Dallas. I see it being an offensive fire show, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I do not see it being. If you're gonna if if you're gonna force the hand of Baker Mayfield to go fucking punch for punch, he's not gonna do it. He's gonna have one to two interceptions, and those are fucking intercepts interceptions that are gonna turn into scoring drives for Dallas. Right. I will take I. I will take the over for Dallas. You'll take the over. I will take over All four right. and a half. I take the under, you take the over, but we both take the Cowboys. All right. Coming up next, we will talk about who are our upset picks of the week. So stick around. Okay, everyone, as promised, here are our upset picks of the week. We will begin with the Chargers and the Bucks. Tyler, who you got? With this game, Tom Brady playing in what stupid Skip Bayless refers to as Tomp Bay. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Jesus, that is raggedy that old is, fuck. That's just douchey. <clears throat> I actually have the Chargers in this game. Tampa Bay favored by a touchdown. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. When you look at Chris Godwin, out. Yeah, okay. Fucking Leonard Fournette, while he's slated RB2, out. Okay. Out. All right. You don't don't have really much to fall back on from from a backup running back because the next guy you have is a pass-catching asset. He's not a – LaShawn McCoy is not a fucking elite running back anymore. He's a pass-catching asset. That's mm-hmm. what he was in fucking Kansas City. Yeah, he's, he's a gadget player. Yeah. I – Justin Herbert, in his first start, got told like five minutes before kickoff, hey, you're starting against the Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Took him to overtime. Yes, he did. Took him to overtime, mm-hmm. played him fucking close. Mm-hmm. But then in his second start, well, yeah, motherfucker, you look really bad. You looked really I'm not bad. I'm even going to say he looked really bad. He looked, he looked bad. He looked really he looked bad. bad. Nah. He looked really bad. He has some good if stretches. You, if, if, you are, if you are basing it off his opening performance. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. He didn't, he he didn't really live bad. up to that to that bar that he set for himself. He looked really bad against a really bad Carolina defense. Okay, so so then why are you taking the Bucks? Or sorry, why are you taking the Chargers? I'm taking the Chargers solely based off of now he's had – like he yes, he lost both games. He had a big day through the air against the Chiefs. He threw for over three, 300 yards, uh-huh. mm-hmm. had a touchdown, mm-hmm. also added a rushing, rushing touchdown yes, in did. that game. Yes, he did. I think this is the week that they turn the fucking schematics back around because you are playing against a, you know, Tom Brady, which, again, the jury's still out if Tom Brady was the reason why they won six fucking Super Bowls as opposed to Bill Belichick. So, so I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game. All in all, I don't think mm. this is going to be an offensive fireworks show. I could easily, I could easily see this game being in the high twenties, low thirties. Mm, I think it's going to be high teens, low twenties. Uh, that's, that's where I'm looking at, and this is because both teams have very good defenses, and both teams have sus- like have exploitable weaknesses on offense. I think 
when you look at the Bucks, Tom Brady hasn't really been throwing to Mike Evans outside of the one yard line. Like he's that big guy. He's he's essentially he's it's it, it's his Randy Moss 2.0 minus the fact that he's not chucking it downfield and letting Mike Evans go get it. Yeah, he's without Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is out, and that killed because Chris Godwin is such a better match with Tom Brady. Yes, than Mike Evans. Yes, he and is. it really does hurt them to not have Chris Godwin. You got Chris Godwin out. You got Fournette out, and you got Scotty Miller doubtful. Scotty Miller, fucking he might not be able to scooter Miller yeah, yeah. is is what it's he true. dubbed him. Like no, if he's out, yes, his right. the the backup slot. He option. can't suit up to drop to drop passes in the end zone. That's true, going to be an issue. Fuck <laughs> me, yeah, no, you're right. Right through the hands, fucking numb nuts over here. Fucking started him in week two, and he had a whole catch for like seven yards. It was fan fucking tastic. Yeah. So all right. Uh, what's the line at for this one again? Seven. Seven. So here, here's what I got. I got the I, – I do have the Bucks winning uh, just because I, I can't take a rookie quarterback on the road against a good defense. I But I do think they cover. I do think that the Chargers cover. So I do I, – I, I take the under. I take the under. But I know that you are all in on the Chargers in this one. Um. I don't see him winning by a touchdown. I see it being close. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I could see it being a field goal victory yeah. for the Chargers. I just I I it when you're looking at picking an upset, you gotta review all the fucking games and yeah. you got you you've gotta look at what team has the best chance to upset a what is supposedly a great team. Right. I don't I don't I'm sorry, I, at this point I don't view the Bucks as Super Bowl contenders. Right. Their defense is off the charts. Off the charts. Everything that the 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 Bucks defense put on from the second half of the season last year mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. showing in it, it's showing right now. Mm-hmm. Outside of well, I can't even say so much about the week one loss to the Saints because Brady threw pick six and another interception. I and with the, shut out Michael Thomas that game. You're shut out you're, Michael you're, Thomas. You're, you, you have to base your upset pick on potential of you know the big like who what team has enough pieces to upset a deemed great team and, and this and is the, the one i yeah. see and i you know one, one thing that the chargers that i love about the chargers is the rushing attack with uh austin eckler and, and joshua, joshua kelly, kelly. Yeah, yeah if that, if if they can take the, that's a very nice looking rushing attack if the chargers can get the running game going mm-hmm. open up the play action game <laughs> and allow time for keenan allen Mike Williams, Hunter Henry to get yeah. open because, mind you, the Buccaneers. Like we'll get into this in the next step, the next segment when we're talking about you know fantasy wide receiver options. I'm really low on Hunter Henry this week mm-hmm. because the Bucks are one of a few teams that have not allowed a touchdown to the tight end position. Hunter Henry has no touchdowns this year, none. I wouldn't bank on it this week. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I, I I would I, I would if, if 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 I'm trying to buy into a piece of that Chargers offense, I'm looking at Austin Eckler. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously, he's not a waiver wire grab. Right. I would also look at Joshua Kelly because yeah. Joshua Kelly is yes. out touching Austin Eckler when it comes to rushes. Yes. Austin yes. Eckler is heavily involved in the passing game. Joshua Kelly's not. 
I would also Loki, I would I Keenan Allen is a top 15 play for me this week. Even he is. And I'm pretty sure Ooh. I have him at 12. Really? Okay. I'm pretty sure I have him at 12. Well, we'll find out soon enough. It's straight out of fucking volume. Straight out of volume. You can't deny the volume there. So so you got the Chargers taking this. I've one. got I, I if I, if I'm picking an upset, it's I'm gonna going, be a fun game. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a fun be, game. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah. If I'm if I'm picking an upset, I'm going Chargers by a field goal. All right, all right. So there you there you heard everyone. That is Tyler's upset pick of the week. Now let's go to my upset pick of the week. And for that, we're gonna look at the Lions upsetting the Saints. And okay, I was actually surprised. I looked at the line at this one, and the it's only I think the the Saints are only. Favored by three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that that might change, but I know that obviously Michael Thomas being out. But I, I think that you know the average football fan looks at this game, they think Saints. It's a much more right. it's a much more safer upset pick. Yeah, it, it really when is. When you look at all the fucking players that have already been ruled out now right. for the Saints, you've got not only Michael Thomas, Jared Cook's out. Yeah, Marshawn Lattimore is right. out, which means. Their top cornerback is not going to be shadowing Kenny Galladay, and you know, Kenny, and that's that's the big thing here because the Lions, for you know, you look at you know everyone's been talking about their their huge losing streak that finally ended last week. The Lions, when they have both Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay on the field, are a dangerous team. It's a completely different offense. Very when different Galladay is on the field. Galladay is a Red zone menace, right? He is a big play. He is not going to be in, in PPR. He's not going to return the value he will for you in standard because he is going to get big plays for big yards. Yes. He's going to get uh, a lot of red zone looks. Yes. Right. He's not going to get the, like a massive number of time. I mean, he's going to get a, a fair, fair share, but the, the lions have enough offensive weapons that it's going to be distributed. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford is uh, Honestly, one of the most underrated quarterbacks. Absolutely, no, absolutely. And he's the guy that doesn't, you know, single in on one guy. He's going to find the open receiver, whoever that is. That means that there's going to be games where Marvin Jones looks good. He's going to find his tight end, T.J. Hawkinson, right? He, he he's going to find the third and fourth string receivers. That is who Matthew Stafford. Is. This man is so underrated, yes. so underrated. If like people don't understand, as bad as the Lions have been over the years, think about how bad they would have been. If they didn't have Matthew Stafford, we saw it last year, right? We saw it last year, right? I don't, I don't even know the name of the their fucking quarterback, uh, Blau, David Blau, Blau, Sherwood. Yeah. Look how bad they were. Yeah, look how no, fucking they, bad they, they didn't win a game. No, they win a game without Matthew. They no. did not win a game without Matthew Stafford no. last year. Uh, so, so I am taking the Lions this year. Uh, sorry, this game this week because Matthew Stafford has his favorite end zone target and Kenny Galladay. I think Kenny Galladay is going to have a big game, especially especially now that Marshawn Lattimore is not playing. Even with Lattimore playing, I still have Kenny Galladay because because Lattimore doesn't have Galladay's size. You know what I mean? True. You 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 have you have the ball at the ten yard line. You throw a 50-50 Kenny Galladay against ninety nine percent of the cornerbacks in the league. That fifty fifty ball becomes an eighty twenty ball for Kenny Galladay. I agree with a lot of the points you're making. And I also expect this to be a above average to decently big size game for Hawkinson. I agree. With I that. do, yeah. and, and I'll yeah. get in. I will get into yeah. my reasoning for that later. Okay. But even with Michael Thomas and Jared Cook out, 
you still have Alvin Kamara. Yes, and and the Lions have a terrible run, terrible, terrible run defense. I have the Saints. They're favored by three. I have the Saints actually covering, and I would be willing to go to seven. Really? Yes. And here's why: because the Detroit defense is so bad. Kamara is going to tear them to shreds in the passing game. And I, uh, I'd be will, I, right now, I'd be willing to say Latavius Murray gets sixty yards and a rushing touchdown. Wow! The, the, this team is drastically shifting for the Saints. You're seeing it. There's no going to a run team. They're going to a run team. Yeah. Drew Brees. There's no over the top. I'm going to beat you type of game. No right. more. Right. No more. He's old. He is showing his age now. I feel like it, it, it really, it really showed the first week without Michael Thomas. Yeah, for Breeze. Yeah, because like that—that's his safety blanket. Emmanuel, they still have Emmanuel Sanders, Troy Quan Smith. They've—they've got—they've got some viable receiving options if they can keep it run focused or screen pass focused. I—I have—I do have the Saints winning this game. All right. Well, I'm taking the Lions. That is my upset pick of the week. Uh, so coming up next, we are doing something special. Normally this would be, this would be covered over two episodes. However, since this is our premiere launch episode, we are going to go ahead and do our fantasy lineups as well. Our top picks for each, uh, for fantasy in each position. Uh, so stay tuned. Fantasy football coming up next. Okay. Welcome back everyone. We are going to look at fantasy football now, and we're going to be talking about the quarterbacks. First, Tyler, who you got? Who's your top 10? So for the top 10, I feel like there's only one name in this list in the top 10 that you are not going to agree with. Okay. I got Russell Wilson, number one. Yes. Lamar Jackson, number two. Yes. I have Josh Allen, number three. Whoa, no. I have Josh Allen, number three. Okay. All right. Pat Mahomes, number four. Wow. Dak, number five. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, it's been a lot more than one so far. Wow. <laughs> we I, are I, very I'll, different I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you – hold on. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. So, keep so going. I got Dak, five. Okay. Kyler Murray, number six. All right. Aaron Rodgers, seven. Matt Ryan, eight. Jared Goff at nine. Ah, I got him at nine, too. All right, cool. That was the one I thought we were going to disagree on. I got Joe Burrow at 10, Matt Stafford at 11, and Gardner Minshew at 12. Whoa. Okay. All right. We have very different lists here. Okay. Let me give you my list and then we'll, then we'll uh, discuss it here. Number one, Russell, Russell yep. Wilson. Yeah, absolutely. No brainer. Yep. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Number three, Dak Prescott. No. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. No. Yes. No. Absolutely. No. Yeah, that, that, hey, let me finish. Okay. Number five, Patrick Mahomes. Six, Deshaun Watson. Seven. Kyler. Oh, you are high as fuck, dude. Wow. Oh my god. All right, get through your right. fucking list, dude. Come Six. On. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Seven. Kyler Murray. Eight. Josh Allen. I'm saying this as a Bills fan. Number eight. Josh Allen. Nine. Jared Goff. Ten. Matt Ryan. Mm. No. No. Yeah, no. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we agree on number one, right? Yes. And we agree on number two. Yes. Number three. I said Dak. Who did you say? I said Josh Allen, dude. I don't see him having a huge game against Las Vegas. I do. You do. Yes. And I think a lot of it's going to be done with his legs. It could be. 
It could be, but Dak Prescott against a a, a Cleveland team that, that is going to be a probably a high scoring game. I, I like I Dak. Got, I have Dak at five because I think Zeke is going to eat a lot of more of the points up. Mm. I do. I could easily see this being a game where Zeke is over a hundred, two rushing touchdowns with fifty receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. I could absolutely see that. Possible. That's possible. As someone who has both Dak and Zeke on their fantasy teams, I'll take either option. Um, all right, we move on to number four. I had Aaron Rodgers, I think, against Atlanta, the worst pass defense in the league. And you put a, you put Aaron Rodgers at home yeah. against this shithole, hot mess of a defense. But see, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get his points. But okay, but what you're fucking, what you're refusing to see about the people I put in front of Aaron Rodgers, I have Patrick Mahomes at four. Patrick Mahomes against New England, though, I don't love that game. I like that game. I don't love that. I have him. I have him at five. I have him at five. Pat Mahomes, that Kansas City offense can burn you a million different ways. It can. However, we got to look at this. Stephon Gilmore can only cover one fucking person. Yes, yes, yes. All right, look, look. Patrick Mahomes has played three games so far this year. Yeah. He has looked very human for two of those games. He has looked superhuman for one of those games. All right. Okay, I agree. Against the Ravens, he was superhuman. Against the other – I'm not saying he played bad. He, he didn't do great against the Chargers. No, he played pretty bad against the Chargers. You're right. And, and week one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire actually carried a lot of that offense on his shoulders. All right. So, Pat Mahomes has been – Decent the first two games. Great. Edwards, no. The difference is, though, he had eight days to prepare for week three against a big match. I mean, he they were they were they were ready for the Ravens. Yes. It was a game they had circled on the calendar. I am not surprised at all that Pat Mahomes had an had an excellent game last week. And he only has six days to prepare against a New England team. Although now that's gonna change. Now it's probably gonna it's be gonna, seven or eight it, days, yes. right? But even then, I think there's going to be a little bit of that hangover. They just had a, a no. big win. No. I can see hangover. No. And New England has a great defense. You lose the hangover argument with last year's playoffs. Mm. You, you, They were down double digits in every game of the playoffs last year, including the fucking Super Bowl. Right, but talking- they were never down last week. They were up. They were right. dominant. No. They no. were Dominant. No, I don't see them just being dominant again. I look. I'm not saying. Look, he's a number five quarterback. It's not like I'm thinking he's going to be bad. I'm putting Aaron Rodgers ahead of him. No, I think I think it's a good call. All right, Incorrect, you don't you sir. disagree? Who's your number five? Dak. Dak. All right, let's go to number six. Deshaun Watson. I have Kyler Murray. I have Kyler Carolina. Murray at seven. I have Kyler Murray. At seven. I got Kyler Murray at seven. I don't even have Deshaun Watson in my top twelve. Against Minnesota? No, really? No. I like Deshaun Watson. Good for you. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, dude. So, all right. So you're not high on Deshaun. Why, why are you not high on Deshaun Watson? Because he plays for the Bill O'Brien and the Houston fucking Texans. He has okay. one viable receiving option. Yes, That's two. it. Yes, Who? Brandon Cooks. No. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is decent at best. Decent. Yes, absolutely. He's decent. No. He has one standout. Receiving options, yes. and that's Will that's Fuller, Will Fuller that's and it. you should play Will Fuller this week. Oh yeah, if you're yeah. Not, you, you you've got to play. I'm sure after because we did not look at each other's lists 
We have not before this. No, this I'm is sure. I am sure he is way higher on Will Fuller than I am, and he he only went top ten. I went to twenty five because you know I knew I I'm a winner. So okay. Um, moving on. So I had I had Murray at seven. You had Murray at six. Who's your number seven? I had Aaron Rodgers at seven. Okay. Well, I just no here. But here's why. Here's why. Look at all the involvement for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones yes. eats a lot of that up. Clyde Edward Hilaire does not eat up. I'm going to call it right now. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a shovel pass to Aaron Jones for a touchdown. Dude, look at me. I'm going to call it right Shovel pass. Shovel pass to Aaron Jones for a touchdown. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Number eight, I had Josh Allen. Okay, to be fair, as a Bills fan, I'm, I'm just like you as a Niners fan, tend yes. to be a little harsher on your team. Yes. I tend to be a little harsher on my own guys too. I, I'm worried about Las Vegas as a Bills fan. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a little bit of an ugly game. Um, I do think Josh Allen, most of the, I, one thing I agree with that you said is that he's going to do most of his damage with his legs. Yes. And I agree with that. I think he's going to have a bad passing day. Five uh, men number eight. Look, Josh Allen has been so far this year a top three to five quarterback yeah. every every week. Yep. And I'm not saying he's a bad he's gonna have a bad week. I think it's just, this is the week where he's not gonna be a top five quarterback. He's just gonna be a top ten quarterback. And as a Bills fan, I'm still okay with that. No, I he's gonna be a top three quarterback. And if that happens, I will not be upset. Not I'm one bit. I'm telling you right now. All right, uh, who's your number eight? Matt Ryan. I got Matt Ryan, I like because, Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan, like the Falcons, yeah. this is going to hurt Todd Gurley uh, outside of limited involvement in the passing game. Like the Falcons are going to be playing catch up all year, all year, no matter who their fucking opponent is outside of who they're playing in their division. The only games they might have easy fucking walks through is, is Carolina. That's it. I mean, you could be onto something there. Uh, I, I have Matt Ryan in my top ten as well. He's my number ten. Um, I think when you're arguing, you know, number eight versus number ten, I think we're kind of, you know, like yes, like one, once you one, once you get out of the top five, right, it's right. like yeah. it, it can go. I, I can understand the argument for right. everyone outside of the top five. So let's look at number nine. I got Jared Goff, and you got. Jared I Goff. also have. Jared I, I think Goff. he's going to have a great game. Um, the the honestly, I, I would have him even higher. Except for the fact that I, I see this game being over at halftime. I do too. Um, it's, <laughs> it's he's nice going to have three touchdowns and uh, 250 yards. It's all, it's nice to see that Goff's getting some shit done with his legs yeah. as well. Yeah. At the same time, like Daryl Henderson has proven himself through the first fucking couple of games no that doubt. he can fucking make it happen. He heard all that Cam Akers hype, and he said, fuck you guys. And Cam Akers, I'm still here. And Cam Akers is out again yeah. this week. Again. So it's going to be the Daryl Henderson yep. show. Um Malcolm, Malcolm Brown is not taking advantage. No. And, and it's just like hey, the Giants aren't going to fucking keep up pace. So no, I feel like Goff's going to get his points early. Okay. And then it's it, after halftime, it's probably going to be pretty fucking stagnant. Yeah, I agree. Um, number 10, who you got? I have Joe Burrow. So I have Joe Burrow just outside the top 10. He's my He's in my honorable mentions. I have Matt Ryan. You already had – I think you had Matt Ryan at eight, eight right? Yes. I, I have no problem with uh, Joe Burrow at number 10. I like Matt Ryan at number 10. I think both of those are, are solid picks. If uh, you're streaming a quarterback and either one of those guys are there, uh, pick him up. I love Burrow's matchup. I, uh, they're I playing a porous fucking Jacksonville fucking team. Yeah. And uh, I, 
Like Joe Burrow is still probably going to get picked off at least once. He's probably going to yeah. take a few sacks. Jacksonville's defense, honestly, isn't a horrible play here, but Joe Burrow is going to do okay. Joe Burrow is going to light it up. Yeah. Joe Burrow is going to. I, I, I'm I, saying right now Joe Burrow has at least 350 passing. Whoa. At least 350 passing because Gardner Minshew is not a slump either. And the Cincy defense isn't fucking spectacular. Jacksonville actually has a better defense than so Cincinnati. you're really calling the side of the I'm, I'm saying you're Bur- thinking a bit of a shootout here. I'm thinking Burrow gets at, at least 350 and, and two passing touchdowns. Okay. All right. I, I could see three touchdowns, 300, 250 to 300. But, uh, okay, any honorable mentions you got? Um, you know, just outside the top 10. Stafford. Yes. That's uh, my first guy. Stafford's there. Yeah. Um, yep. And and it's strictly because of, like, the the Saints are, are without their fucking top fucking yeah. secondary player. And Stafford is healthy, and he has all his offensive weapons yes. available. Like yes. they're not injured, right? The the his receivers are healthy. I, I see I see this being not a huge and, day. and and like low key, Adrian Peterson playing pretty well. He's making their run game respectable enough. Yeah. Respectable enough that it opens up the passing. From game. an NFL standpoint, he's yes. not a fantasy star. No, yes, agreed. Agreed. All right. Any any sleepers you got here? So, okay, we're going to sleepers. Yeah. Okay. I have one sleeper – or uh, uh, well, I have one sleeper at the corner, quarterback position. Nick Mullins. I know I sound biased as fuck, but I have some stats to back it up. Okay. Let's hear them. Through three games. All right. Garoppolo and Mullins have each played a game and a half. Because Garoppolo did not come That's back. That's true. Yep, yep, They yep. played the equal amount of yep, time. Yep. Here are the stats for both of them. Okay. Garoppolo, 390 yards passing. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. All right. Mullins, 414 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. But that's because like the, nobody – they didn't have to pen, depend on his arm against the fucking Giants. I mean, they were on 30 – It was like 36 to 9. It was a yeah. fucking yeah. blowout. Yeah, it was It was a lot to a, a lot less. Uh, and, and now no, they're yeah, – you have a point there. And they're going – Nick Mullins is now facing a – the, the Eagles' defense has been sneaky good against the run. They've been porous against the pass. Okay. The, I I I'm telling like, look, don't don't start Debo. Don't start. Yes, he's active. Don't start Debo. Do not look for a big game out of his big security blanket wearing 85. George Kittle. That is he, a wonderful blanket. As long as Kittle is yeah. not on a snap count. Okay. Kittle will have. A fucking because the whole time the 2018 season where he was the starter, Kittle broke the all-time receiving yards record in a season for a tight end. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I look for it. <laughs> don't start him if you have a better option. But Nick Mullins is there if you fucking need someone in a pinch against a really bad Philly pass offense. All right. So defense. Sorry. Fuck. <clears throat> so here are my sleepers. I have two. I got. Baker Mayfield against Dallas. Nope. And here, here's – okay, so I will say here's the, the risk. I'm going to start with the risk. Uh, Baker Mayfield is uh, not the same caliber of quarterback that the other quarterbacks Dallas has faced this year. For as much as we, we like to shit on the Dallas defense, they have played against Matt Ryan. Yep. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson and Jared Goff. 
Yeah, all three of them are far better quarterbacks than, than Baker Mayfield. Than Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yes. However, uh, I the 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 Browns' run defense is going to be good enough, I think, to open things up for Mayfield against and and you get play action against that Dallas defense. I really like that a lot. I think Baker Mayfield's going to at least get at least at least 250 yards and a couple of touchdowns, at the very least. And if you're looking to stream someone, you know I, that 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 is the guy I, I would highlight. I'll say and this, I, and I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, no, I, I'll say this. Well, okay, Fitz, sure, because it's going to be Against a garbage Seattle. time. Yeah, yeah. Jared Goff is available in over fifty percent of Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Go get him because he plays the fucking Giants. Yeah. Don't stop fucking around. Go get Jared Goff because I promise you, there's a good shot he's available. And Jared Goff has has looked good this year. He's he's yeah, good. the fuck he has, and he, I'm not good. super excited for when. Yep. And I mean, you look at the receiving options uh, on that Rams team too. Cooper Cup, Cooper, Robert Woods, Robert Woods, yeah. Tyler Higby, and, fucking, and, and they got a system too where Jared Goff doesn't have to be amazing to still perform well because they do a lot of screen passes, they do a lot yeah. of short dumps. You ain't got to have a, a fantastic quarterback game to look good in that Rams no. offense, especially especially when they have the run game going. You're right. Um, all right. Speaking of, let's move to the run game. Well, let's talk about busts though, real quick first. Oh, busts? Yeah. Oh, Who shit. you got for busts? I got Tom Brady. <laughs> I got Tom Brady. I agree with that. I don't think I have any busts at the quarterback position. Uh, uh, no, but I do agree. Yeah. Brady could definitely yeah. be a bust. I, I wrote Josh Allen down in the sense that he, I don't think he'll be top five. That's I you, don't. That's, that's you being scared as a fucking Bills fan. Okay, but I'm, I'm, when I say bust, I want to keep it. I'm a, I just don't think he's going to be. Everyone that I looked at all the expert rankings, the consensus is he's a top five this week. I don't. I think he's going to fall out of the top five this week. Personal opinion. I don't think he's going to be terrible. I think he's going to have a decent game. If you have him as your starter, continue to start him. Uh, just don't don't expect him to win to win you the game this week. Brady, I'm not. I would not start Brady this week. Josh, I'm very excited because uh, in in our league, I'm playing against Tom Brady this week. Uh, Josh Allen is going to be a top three quarterback this week. Well, don't worry about that shit. I'll be okay with that. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead. Uh, and after this, we're going to go and move on to the running backs. All right, now time for one of my favorite positions, the running back. Doggy style? No? The, the running back. All right. Yeah, no, okay. the running back. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. Although, I'm not going to disagree with you either. So, who are your top ten? Okay. All right, so if we run through the top ten, number one, yeah, I have Kamara. Yeah. Two, Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Three, Aaron Jones. Okay. Four, Dalvin Cook. All right. Josh Jacobs at five. All right. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at six. We'll see what happens with the NFL scheduling rescheduling that game. Right, right. I have Austin Eckler at ten. Or seven, apologies. Jesus Christ, man. Holy fuck. We should not do this while we drink. <laughs> <laughs> I have Kenyon Drake at eight. I have, okay. I'm have. i a little higher on Kenyon Drake this week based on the matchup with Carolina. Okay. Joe Mixon at nine. And then reluctantly, I have Miles Sanders at 10 going up against San Francisco. 
Okay. So our lists are very different. Okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Fucking hit me, bub. Let's All right. See. We agree on number one. Okay. <laughs> Dal- right. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alvin Kamara against that Detroit Lions defense is, is he's going to run shop. Yes. He's going to run shot. Especially if you have him in PPR. He's going to yeah. fuck shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, if you have him in PPR, he legitimately has a shot at the 40-point 40, 40 game. Yes. Like, I'm not saying he's going to get one, but he has a, it, it's it's in, it's in reaching distance. Yes. I'm giving Kamara at least 30 in PPR. Uh, number two, you had Zeke, I believe. Correct? I have Zeke at two. Yes. So, me and you did a flip-flop with Zeke and Dalvin Cook. Okay. And that's just because I think – Dalvin Cook, I think, okay, first of all, I think that both Houston and the Vikings are going to be desperate for a win. They're both at 1-3. Yeah. This is there. Their Both teams are desperate. Uh, they're going to rely on their strengths, which means Houston's going to rely on Deshaun Watson. That means that uh, Vikings are going to rely on Dalvin Cook. And so I have Dalvin Cook at number two. I think he's going to have a big game against Houston. Mm-hmm. Number three, I have Aaron Jones. I think we yep. agree on yep. that one. Yep. Number four, I have Zeke. Uh, I, honestly, those f- top four guys, I, I honestly feel Out, outside, outside of Camara, outside Kamara's of Kamara, outside, like number yeah, one, you can you two can through argue. four, you can argue, you make yep. an argument for either one. Absolutely. If you have any of those top four guys, you should be feeling good about your matchup this week. I have none of them, so there's that. Number five, who did you have again? I had Josh Jacobs. Okay, against Buffalo. So I have Josh Jacobs at number six. I have Nick Chubb at number five. Ooh, dude, Chubb didn't even make my top ten. What? No, dude, <laughs> against I, Dallas. So I went, I went twenty-five deep for running back and wide receiver. I have Chubb at thirteen, only because of Kareem Hunt. See, I think Kareem Hunt, and Kareem Nick Hunt, Chubb are gonna have no, good games. No, if 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 it becomes a shootout and it becomes more of a passing style offense, it's going to be Kareem Hunt, not Nick Chubb. I, I do have Chubb above Kareem Hunt. But when it gets into the second half and that shootout potentially starts to fucking form, Hunt is going to be out there more than Chubb. That's that's very possible. But the way Chubb's been performing the last couple of weeks, I can't I can't leave him out against a, against a bad Dallas team. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I I can respect the argument. I just I, I don't I don't agree with it at all. So number six, I have Josh Jacobs. Okay. Okay. And I think you had him at five, correct? Yes. All right. Who is your six? Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And that is who I have at seven. So we're not far off on those. Okay. Uh, who's your seven? Seven was Austin Eckler. Okay. So Austin Eckler, I do not have in my top ten. Why? And it's because I am I I am first of all, I'm not as high on the Chargers as you are. I am. Yeah. Okay. Not. And two, and it's not that I'm against Austin Eckler. I think he's a fantastic running back. If he's in your lineup, start him. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, Joshua Kelly, I think, is is going to hit his ceiling a little bit. It is going to impact his ceiling a little bit. On the rushing side, maybe. But Eckler's involvement in the passing game is real. It is. Even, out, it is. even outside of PPR, if you're in a non-PPR league, Eckler has enough involvement in the pass game where he still is a viable option as an RB1. Yes, I, I, and I agree with that. However... Uh, th- there's a lot of running backs that I love their matchups this week. Okay. So I'm not leaving Eckler out of my top 10 out of any kind of disrespect to, to Eckler. It's it's out of love for the other guys. Okay. okay. So I got Jonathan Taylor at number eight against mm. Chicago. I 
I he, think, I think he's, he's, he's in my fifth. He's in the top 15. He's, so a lot of expert consensus have him like in the top five, like right around number five. I think he's a little closer to eight. Uh, I think seven. He's a big day. Uh, I, I, against Chicago. I could very well see Naheem Hines cutting into his workload in the passing game. I could. It's possible. I could. With it's with possible. a Chicago Colts matchup, I could see Naheem Himes cutting into his work. Well, we will see. Uh, number nine, I have James Robinson against Cincinnati. Huh. I think James Robinson against Cincinnati is a great matchup. I got I got Robinson at 15. I against Cincinnati though. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, but but I at nine at nine I have Joe Mixon against Jack Joe Mixon against Jacksonville. I have ten. At, I have Joe Mixon at ten. I, I uh, no. I can't leave James Robinson out of my out of my top ten. I you can't. should. I cannot. You should. The dude Robinson, scored like twenty five points last week in standard. Rob Robinson in a standard scoring league is top fifteen, which is where I have him at fifteen. He's in my top fifteen too, at number nine. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> he, he he's at fifteen behind Taylor. Like, no, I he is. I don't give a fuck. No, he is not a top ten play. I don't give a fuck about his matchup. So, for for those of you listening, I think the the takeaway here is James Robinson may not be the ultimate RB one. He's an RB two. He's your RB two. If you play him. If you have James Robinson as your RB two, you are living. Yes, you are living the life of fucking Riley, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. And we're not even going to talk about Melvin Gordon, who already played. No, like, right? yeah, and he yeah, had a yeah. great game. We're starting and this. I, I have the I have the wonderful fortune of playing against both, both Melvin Gordon and James Robinson this week. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Number ten, mine was Joe Mixon. Remind me who you had. I had Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders. PPR, non-PPR, with the lack of offensive weapons that the the Eagles are going to have. Yeah. Like, they have Ertz, they have Goddard. They're without Jeffries, or Alshon Jeffrey. They're without uh, Deshaun Jackson. It, Marquise Goodwin opted out of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever his name, fucking Ward. We were doing this shit at the end of the last, last season where right. we're like, who the fuck is playing – Oh, Boston Scott. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Like, I don't know who these fucking people are. Ward, whoever the fuck he is. Right. He's going to be, like, the number one passing option for receivers. I could see Miles Sanders getting a lot of love in, like, some dink and dump. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're doing, like, if they're they're in a negative game script and they yes. got to be making comeback. I, I can see that. But at the same time, the front, the broken front seven, even, even the, the linebacking core – is pretty much in fucking tack for San Francisco. I will get into how good that linebacking core has been through three games when we get into the tight end segment because okay. we're gonna. There's gonna be one point that you and I differ on a lot. Uh, okay, all right. So my honorable mentions. Uh, I have Austin Eckler. Honorable mention. He, you he, have him outside of the top ten. Just outside. Honorable oh my mention. God, come on! I already on, told bro. you he was outside my top ten. I already oh like this has God. been. This point has already been visited. But I, right. you got also, you also have to fucking visit the fact that I'm on my seventh beer and it's what like two thirty in the afternoon. Oh, it's almost three o'clock. Yeah, we, we, yeah we, we are responsible. We ate first. All right. Yes, and we know. and I have a designated drive a 
Yes. Oh my god. You have a this designated driver. Really, this is gonna be really fun to listen back to. I have a designated driver. You sure it's not a drive it? Drive it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my other honorable mention is Kenyon Drake. I think uh I know you talked about that earlier. Yes. I, I think that Kenyon Drake against Jacksonville, that's that's a good matchup. Uh and especially like you said, uh with Kyle, Kyler Murray having a bit of a rough game last yep. last week, I think they are gonna try to implement the run game a little bit more, get him a little more comfortable in the pocket. I like I like Kenyon Drake this week. So my uh, honorable mentions would be Chris Carson against Miami. Yeah, he, he is yeah. active to play, but yeah. he did have that feared injury it's, on that dirty hit last it's, week. It's hard. It's yeah, it's hard to because <clears throat> I know that the injury reports are saying it's not so bad, but right. it looked so bad. Right. It looked so yes. bad in game. It looked horrible. It um, really did. Mike Davis against Arizona. He's not gonna. He's not a super big threat in the rushing game, but mm-hmm. we all know. Carolina with Christian McCaffrey loves the fucking screens and the fucking yeah. halfback angle type yep. runs. Like, yeah. I, um, also, sleepers. I, Who you got for sleepers? For the running backs? Yeah. Um, it, he shouldn't be much of a sleeper. Expect the, the two sleepers I have for the running back game should not. They're both RB ones. I, 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 they shouldn't be sleepers. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is going to get fed a lot in this fucking game for Tampa Bay with Leonard Fournette out. Okay. Lashawn McCoy is a pass catching back. I don't know who their fourth string is. It is going to be the Ronald Jones show out of the backfield, without okay. a fucking doubt. Even with that, like that Even stout that front, front four, four okay. that stout front right. four. We'll see. We'll see what they. We'll see what they do. Um, I think he's like around number fifteen or so, like in the expert rankings, right? I have so I have him at seventeen. Okay, I think that's that's pretty fair for him. I have him at seventeen at twenty one. Another honorable mention because Devin Singletary, especially if Zach Moss sits another week against a Vegas, yes, they a decent front four. Yeah, yeah. I think Singletary could have a, a big game. One more. One more. With Raheem Mostert already fucking ruled out. Okay. I'm not saying he's an RB2. I'm saying he he would be a flyer flex play at this point. Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah. had two fucking touchdowns last Absolutely. week. And I don't care. Yes, the game was already in hand. The Giants couldn't move the ball. Mm-hmm. It was garbage time-esque mm-hmm. type of situation. Jeff Wilson Jr., Proved last year that he can step in yeah. and 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 produce fucking produce points. And at, and at this time, with the injuries that the Niners have, he is probably their most uh, consistent, reliable source at third down running back. Yes, yeah, he is like Jet McKinnon is who I actually have ranked two. Three spots above Jeff Wilson Jr. I have them like neck and neck. It's Jerick McKinnon, by the way, not Jeff McKinnon. I said Jet. His nickname. Jet. Oh, I didn't Jet have a McKinnon. Surgery. I have a surgery. Yes, Jarek McKinnon. Okay, I thought you said Jeff McKinnon. Jet. I, I, I'm tracking his nickname. I thought you said Jeff. Because you're old as fuck, motherfucker, and your hearing's going out. It's hard to get the fuck out of here. It is. It's what it is. Jarek the Jet McKinnon. Okay. It just. Who had a good week filling in for Raheem Moster last week, was outscored in fantasy by Jeff Wilson Jr. He was. I, he didn't. He didn't have a bad week though. 
No, yeah, who, who, McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon, no, yeah, McKinnon had a yeah. gr- had a great week. Like that, week. you get that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. limit your expectations, honestly, for McKinnon. I would aim more towards Jeff Wilson Jr. I with agree. with a defense that is more stout against the run as opposed to the pass. I, agree. I, I would I would lean more towards Wilson Jr. So, all right, my two sleepers, and uh, these are guys that are currently going. They're they're being rated right around like RB twenty, and I think both of them have a shot at cracking that that RB twelve, which is that that fine line between you know RB one RB two, low end RB one, high end RB two, mm-hmm. and uh, they are Todd Gurley and Cream Hunt. Uh, I think both of them. Todd Gurley is going against the Green Bay defense that has been suspect against them, very suspect against the run. And it's it's going to be, I really believe, especially with all the injuries Green Bay has to their receivers, I really believe this is going to be more of a running game. And I know you're talking about the game script, and it's you believe it's one that Atlanta's going to be coming back from behind. Yep. Behind. Because that's what it's been every week through the season. What, Atlanta came back from behind? Where they're playing from behind. No, they're playing from ahead. They're losing oh, no, the big I'll... leads. Yeah, they're losing the big leads. Th- th- this is the issue we run into when we start drinking early in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I, and you start to doze off and you don't listen to the doddering old man sitting uh, next yeah, to you. Yeah, it's understandable. Right. But I think Todd Gurley is going to be, especially in the first half, I think he's going to be very involved. It, there is that risk in the second half where it becomes a very pass-heavy game script, right? But I, I like, I like the matchup he has against the defense, and I think that in the first half he's going to put up enough numbers that it's going to make it worth it. Kareem Hunt, my other guy, as you said, this game could very well against Dallas could very well go into a pass-heavy game script, and I love Kareem Hunt in that matchup. My bust, David Montgomery against Indiana. Devin Singletary against Buffalo. Well, Devin Singletary and plays for Buffalo. He does. So sorry, I mean, said, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be kind of <laughs> yeah, hard to bust against your yeah, own yeah, fucking you're right. team. You're right against the Raiders. But the the point is, Devin Singletary. The reason why is because Zach Moss is trending towards coming back, and with, with Zach Moss back in the lineup, that means that uh, Devin Singletary is going to be suffering for goal line touches. He's going to probably have 80 yards. And, uh, you know, maybe, uh, and I don't know, 30 yards. He's going to have between 8 and 10 points for you in this fantasy, this fantasy week. So your sleepers. Yeah. I have, yep. I have them ranked 18-19 in reverse order of the way. You mean Gurley and Hunt? I have Hunt at 18. Yeah, okay. And I have Gurley at 19. Yeah. I agree with you, especially if the Falcons find themselves in a position where both Julio and and Calvin Ridley are out Monday night. Yep. It will become, at least in the first half, more of a run-centric mm-hmm, offense. Mm-hmm. Because, damn, you are out of your you 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 lost yeah. your two best offensive players. Yep, yep. Um, I'm I'm I, with the involvement of Brian Hill and Edo Smith. I'm a little less. I, I'm more cautious on Todd Gurley as as so much as to the fact like. I will say this. He's an RB. If you have Todd Gurley in your team, which I do, yes, you need to have Brian Hill. Yes, you must. All right, same Them thing. Them knees are gonna fucking give. Yeah, at some they're point. they're gonna give at some point. You gotta have Brian Hill, who has, who has unequivocally become unequivocally sorry become the number two running back in that in that in that yeah. system, and he has proven that he can break off for big plays. Yes. So uh, you gotta have Brian. If you do not have Brian Hill yet, and you have Todd Gurley in your team, pick him up. Because 
when Todd Gurley goes down, it's not an F. When it's he when. goes down, it's You're a win. Right. You're right. You're right. And I picked him knowing that he would go down. And I picked his handcuff with that yes. expectation. When Todd Gurley goes down, <clears throat> you need to have Brian Hill. You need to have Brian Hill. Your busts I have at 21 and 23. I have Singletary at 21 and Montgomery at 23. So, and the reason why I listen to buffs is I, I saw most expert rankings having them in the top 20. I, I don't see them in the top 20. I, 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 I have more faith in Singletary against Vegas than I do against with Montgomery against Indianapolis. The ND defense is good. And, and spe- the defensive tackles. You got Buckner, dude. Mm-hmm. Buckner is going to shut you the fuck down. And, I, and, I, and since I have the Bears winning that game, I do have. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't 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 get into the wide receivers yet, motherfucker. All right, all right. Uh, I'll I'll say that for later then. So, any other things you want to add for running backs? No, I, I. We covered most of it. Like, if if you're sitting there wondering, yeah, between it, it, so if you're if you're sitting in a situation where you're like, okay, I'm looking okay. at an RB two. Do I start? Uh, Jarek McKinnon, or I do I against Philly, or do I start Miles Gaskin against Seattle? Who are you going with? Uh, Miles Gaskin. I would actually go with McKinnon strictly off the fact that because I, and this is from last week. I don't know. I I haven't looked up the new stats. Seattle defense was ranked number two against the run. Yeah. Dead last in passing. Which means they were the dead last fucking defense. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know, and I, th- I think it's skewed a little bit because the Seattle's offense has been so good this year, and you're not. They have forced everyone into the passing script, right? But I mean, you're also talking like, okay, you've got Gaskins, who's like, quote unquote, the number one in the Miami right, right. offense. You also have Matt Breida, who gets some carries. Yeah. You got Jordan Howard, who is like. There's there's no debate about it. If it's inside the 10, he's the one getting Howard's the getting the fuck yep. Howard's is the yep. vulture. He is the Mike Tolbert of this fucking year. Yep. 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 I agree with you on that. Uh so that that does it for uh running backs. Next up, we got wide receivers. Yeah. Just because you didn't vote for him doesn't mean you hope he dies of COVID. Wow. All right. Welcome wow. back to uh, another segment of unsportsmanlike commentary. I hope nobody dies of COVID, by the way. We're, uh, we're going to get into my favorite position group of uh, fantasy football. We're going to talk wide receiver rankings. DC, hey. buddy. Let yeah. me hear your top. Let me hear your top 10. My top 10. Number one. And. This is a little bit health dependent. Yes, I completely right. agree. But I don't think there's anyone hotter in the league right now at the wide receiver position than Calvin Ridley. And he's got a great matchup at Green Bay. You have him at one? I have him at numero uno. Jokey. Number two, also health dependent, Mr. Hopkins. Okay, yeah. yeah. You, yep. Uh, so I did have Hill at number three against New England. That is wow. – that is uh, subject to obviously whatever happens with these games. Okay. Number four, I got DK Metcalf at Miami. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do not agree with my list. Nope. No. Okay. All right. Number five, Allen Robinson. 
I think he yeah. is going to have a great game. PPR wise, he's gonna be he's been doing great. Standard league, still great. Okay. Uh, he's gonna have a, he's gonna have a big game. I'm, I'm predicting about 20 points from him. Okay. Lockett at number six. Amari Cooper at number seven. <laughs> Stefan Diggs at number eight. And the sweet, sweet notes of Kenny G at number nine. And Kenny Galladay? Absolutely. Okay, I mean, all right. And whatever. Adam Thielen at number 10. Okay, you and I actually agree on that one. Okay. Okay. What you got? Okay, so, again, completely health dependent. Like, assuming that these guys are full go. Yeah. With a, even with the... Do you have Devonta Adams in there? Even with, yes. Even okay. with the question mark next to their name. Number one... Devontae Adams. So, all right. I If he's the full – if he is 100% yes. – Sunday night, if yes. he is the full – or Monday night, yes. he's the full go, yeah, he's number one. So, Devontae Adams is only – the only reason why he's not included in my top ten, because I know there's a couple other guys that have some injury concerns, but Devontae Adams, from what I've read, is the one that is, is most suspect still at this point in the week. So, I left him out of my top ten for that reason only. Okay. However – if he does play and he plays a full game, he absolutely – He's the clear-cut one. Absolutely can be the number one. It's just I am so worried about his, his injury, which actually kept him out of full game. Ridley and Hopkins have not been kept out yet. Devontae Adams was kept out last yes. week. And it's still not sure if he's coming back. I have a hard time putting him in my top ten just because that and because he's playing on Monday night. Yes, that is the hard-pressed right. fucking so, point of – it, it, is he gonna go? Because once you're at Monday night, your options are very fucking limited. Right. So he's on my. He is actually on my sleepers list because uh, every every website I looked at, he's not in the top ten anywhere. I do think if he plays, and he plays at least, I'm gonna say all the seventy five percent of the snaps or more, he is going to be number one. Yep. All right. So at two, you and I agree. We have Hopkins mm-hmm. against Carolina. Mm-hmm. I have Calvin Ridley at three. Okay. Uh, and that also being health dependent, being mm-hmm. as has he has an ankle and a calf issue, yes, we'll yes, see yes. what happens. Number four, I have Tyler Lockett. I have. I'm not. Lockett. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like <clears throat> upset about that. I have Lockett above Metcalf. It's you know I was looking at a lot of websites and they were they were neck and neck. Yes. Uh, you can make a case for one or the other. I think with Miami, they are going to give up big plays. And I Metcalf will. Is more of the big play guy that's what prompted me to put him ahead i will but if you are in a ppr league i would go with Lockett. i will take lockett's size and big playability over like his size and his speed being size that he's a smaller guy but he's faster Uh over dk metcalf like expecting it's going to be 50 50 balls like i'll take lockett over dk metcalf at five again Health dependent at five. I have Julio. I, I he's just I, looking like he's not playing. I though. have a, which makes it health dependent. But if he plays, I have Calvin Ridley and Julio are quickly becoming the one-two punch top tier in the NFL. Like yes, you can. You have to throw single coverage over both of them. You can't just lock down no. Julio anymore. But. I, I just don't see who. I, honestly, I looked at. I don't see Julio playing this week, and I could be wrong. You know, it's not. There's. It's not set in stone yet. I just. The, my gut is telling me Julio is not suiting up this week. We'll see. 
At six, I have Tyreek Hill for whenever this game gets pushed. Right. Who the back. fuck knows? Yeah. Because and, and yeah. it's because like Tyreek plays so many different fucking positions at the wide. Like you can run the ball with Tyreek. Yes. So Tyreek in the slot. He like, is so dangerous. Stefan Gilmore is not going to be shadowing Tyreek the whole game. No. No. So he's going to get his opportunities to get open and make plays. Big plays because he's so fucking fast. He's so good. At seven, I have Allen Robinson. And I'm going to go back to Tyreek Hill real quick. Okay. Uh, Tyreek Hill, the one thing in the in the past that has really hurt him is that he's had a high ceiling, high ceiling, low floor. Yeah. This year, he's played with a very solid floor. Yeah, he has been very consistent. Yeah. It's been a very consistent point percentage for him throughout the week. Yeah. Like yep. it, it, it hasn't been the up and down right like we've seen through he's the last couple of very, years. He's been much more steady than it's been in years past. Um, I like Tyreek Hill in any lineup. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have I like I have Allen Robinson at seven. Okay. okay I like him. I, Nick Foles. He's Nick Foles is going to lean heavily upon Allen Robinson. Yeah. Hopefully, he also looks at Robinson more towards the red zone because. All that anybody, all that fucking Mitchell Trubisky would look at in the red zone was Jimmy Graham, yeah. and that's infuriating as fuck. It is. And who has the best hands on that team? Allen Robinson. Absolutely. He's fucking. He is quarterback proof. Yes. Um. Okay. At eight. At eight, I have DK Metcalf. Okay. I I agree with you on the levels of Miami is going to be scrapping through this game, even though I have Seattle winning this by more than a touchdown. Um, it's going to keep the pass game involved enough to where I feel like DK and Tyler Lockett can both have top 10 finishes. Can we talk about for a second how amazing Russell Wilson has been that he has two receivers that we both agree yes. are in the top 10? Yes. And not just us, but literally every expert yeah. on the planet agrees these guys are top 10. And that's because Russell Wilson is amazing. And, well, and you're, you're not only talking about that. You're talking about they have statistically – one of the worst O-lines in the game. They also have yeah. one of the worst defensive lines in the game. Yeah. Their cornerbacks, the Seattle's corner game is shady as fuck. Like, like that is the fact that Russell Wilson continues because I, I with me, like being a fan of a team in that division, it's almost like the Tom Brady debate. Like, mm-hmm. when is he going to fall off? Like every year, it almost seems like there's no way he can keep this up. There's no does. way Russell yeah. Wilson can keep this up yeah. with the lack of talent he has yeah. around him. I'm not even talking about the wide receiver or running back position. It's the can the O line protect him? You can only run for so fucking long, right? Because because uh, a lot of us were looked at uh, uh, RG three, mm-hmm. fucking Colin Kaepernick, dude. Colin Kaepernick was a great quarterback when he could get out of the pocket and and, and either throw it downfield or run it himself. This the second that. Defensive coordinators figured out how to contain him and keep him in the fucking pocket. He folded under fucking pressure. He would either overthrow it or he would throw an interception. Were you talking about Kaepernick? Kaepernick. I'm not. Not yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm. That's to the narrative as to like why people think he should. He's not a pocket quarterback, but he also needs to figure out if he if he were to be a quarterback in today's NFL, he needs to figure out. If defensive coordinators are figuring out how to contain you, you need to figure out how to get the fuck out of that because there's plenty of quarterbacks doing it right now. Yeah. Kyler, Lamar, Patrick, Mahomes, fucking uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. They're figuring it out. And what sucks for you as a Niners fan is Russell Wilson, as athletic as he is, right? He's an 
incredibly intelligent as a quarterback. Yes, he is. And when right now he can still rely on his legs to get him out of a pinch. Yep. There's going to come a point where he can't. But he's one of those guys I will put money on when his legs aren't going to be able to get him out of a pinch. He's going to have the game so well figured out. He's still going to be effective. Russell without. Wilson. He may not be as effective, but he's going to be elite for, I, I'm going to say, another five years at the very least. This is coming from a 49ers fan. Russell Wilson is the best football player in the NFL. I agree. It cannot be argued. I agree. It can't. Dude, because you well, what about fucking Patrick Mahomes of Bar Jack? I don't give a fuck. Patrick Mahomes has a decent O-line. Yeah. He's got a run game. He's got yep. outstanding fucking players at the wide receiver. Oh, so many weapons, dude! And he has so a, many weapons. He, he, even as bad as bad as it can be, like his defense is like middling. middle of the pack. Yeah. Middle of the yeah, pack. Absolutely. Russell Wilson has not only got an elite running game. He's got elite receivers. He's got an elite tight end. He's got an elite. You're talking about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. What I say? Yeah. He's at Russell. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson has an elite defense on the other side of it, too. Yeah. Russell Wilson yeah. hasn't had that since 2015. It's been so long. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, Russell Wilson's going to win the MVP barring an injury. Uh, I agree. He deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. All right, so we went through our top tens. Let's Did you go. get number nine and ten? Who are your yeah, ten? nine was Stephon Diggs, ten Adam Thielen. Okay, all right. I have Diggs at eight on mine and, and feeling at ten on mine. Let's let's go through some honorable mentions and let's go through some sleepers and busts. All right, so position. honorable mentions and uh, this one's well interesting because I got guys from the same team, but I got Cooper. Uh, sorry, I got Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And that said, I also believe that Cooper Cup is a bust potential. All right, so let me explain myself here. Mm -hmm. All right, the the Giants are going to get creamed. By the Rams. Yes. Right? And it's it's going to be a gamble. It's like Russian roulette here. Cooper Cup does not play in, in a lot of two wide receiver sets, which means that he's going to have one half to get his numbers in. And yep. he's, he's going to have a good he, – he's yep. going to have a very, very amazing opportunity to get numbers, but it's going to be for one half. And after that, it's going to be a very run-heavy uh, – script is going to be a very big formation script uh robert woods might still be able to do some damage in the second half whereas cooper cup is probably going to have his all his touches limited to the first half yeah he's a great option but if he doesn't get it done in the first half you are looking at a potential bust yes cooper cup so when it comes to that pairing of woods mm -hmm. and cooper cup i have woods ranked at 17 mm -hmm. i have cooper cup at 20 i think it at this point i think it's a coin flip as to which receiver has the big day, it always is with those guys. I, I, I so, but I feel like it's going to trend more towards Woods because mm -hmm. that's what the pass has proven to us. Yep. Um, because Woods gets gets carries. He doesn't just right. Get he gets carries. Right. I feel like Woods has the bigger potential to have a big day. I think has the higher floor. Um, as far as as. as Sleepers, and I, I don't really see him at this point. Only than that, the fact that he plays for a bad team. Sleepers at the wide receiver position. Okay, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, like he, he dude. He's got tw week one going into week one for the Cincinnati Bengals offense. It was about 
Joe Burrow trying to link up with fucking AJ Green. Yes. And it did not happen. Yep. It didn't. He had 23 targets over two games. Yeah. And it it, it never well, week one wasn't bad. Week two though, he had like a bazillion he, targets he, he and like, like three catches. Like Thirteen fucking I think, I think it was three for thirteen. Yes. I think it was three for thirteen. Yes. Yeah. That, was, that is horrible. Tyler Boyd over the last two games has had twenty one targets. He's put in Double-digit fantasy yeah. points in both yeah. games. And going up against a Jacksonville defense that gives up the most points to the slot, to the wide receiver position, Tyler Boyd is poised for a huge fucking game. Now, go to the busts. We touched on it earlier. Terry McLaurin. Yes. Terry McLaurin yes. is in for... Uh, uh, He's in for he's, he's a, hard day. a rough night. He, let, let's just go ahead and <laughs> That's start. That's going to be a rough day for him, man. Let's just cool. go ahead and start off with the fact that they're playing the Baltimore defense. That even though they got shellacked by the best team in the NFL, yeah, I mean, right off the jump, uh, he has a lingering thigh issue. That yes. doesn't help. Does not help. The Baltimore defense last week just gave up their first two wide receiver touchdowns to Kansas City. Had held. Previously, oh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Houston to no wide receiver touchdowns. Right. He and guess what? The Cleveland Browns and Houston are better than Washington. McLaurin, McLaurin. Is, I don't care if the football teams won a game. I take Houston over McLaurin, the football team any day of the week. McLaurin is in for a fucking long day. Yeah. And it's going to be a yeah. long day of either overthrown balls. He bench his ass. But I, I honestly see an epically disastrous performance by the Washington offense. Here's two names for the wide receiver group that you need to be on the look for. Russell Gage. Yes. Okay. You've got Julio and Calvin Ridley both carrying questionable tags into the Monday night game. If you have either one of them, you need to grab Gage off the waiver wire. Yes, you do. It, it's, it's, it's not even a fucking question. The volume alone will be enough if yep. either one or both of them are out. Agreed. Agreed. No, the other one, and it's in the same game, is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a really poor showing with Devontae out this last week. Lazard stole the show. We fuck, we cut, we cut. touched on this earlier. Lazard's out. Lazard yeah. is out for however long with a core injury that he needed, he needed to have surgery on. Valdez-Scantling with Devontae Adams out is the wide receiver number one. He is going to get looked at a fuckload down the field. Yes. You need to pick him up, and especially if you have Devontae, you, like like me, I have Devontae sitting in my flex right now in one of my leagues. I got Valdez-Scantling on the bench. If Monday night comes around and he gets ruled out, Van- Valdez-Scantling gets immediately uploaded into the fucking starting lineup. And that reminds me of something that you just said there. You got Devontae in the flex. And if you have Devontae right now and you're trying to play him, even if you do not have Valdez Scantling, you need to put him in your flex position. Yeah. Because if, like, worse comes to worse and he ends up not playing, that will give you more options of how to replace him if <clears throat> you need to. So do not have, do not put Devontae Adams or any other high risk uh, receiver, for that matter, uh, who, who is questionable to play. In your wide receiver one or two slots, put them in your flex, 
And if that doesn't work out, then you can choose from a wide receiver, a tight end, or a running back to take that position. Yes. I'm not sitting here saying, like, Devontae, Devontae is my flex. No, motherfucker. Devontae is my wide receiver one. Right. But like, put him in your flex. He's in my. He's sitting in the flex position right. because I've got, like, I have more options as opposed to keeping him in the wide receiver position in my fantasy yes. lineup. Yes. You move him down to the flex, you can either have him, you can move in a, a uh, running back or a tight end, right. or God forbid, if you're in such a a, 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 a lesser league, or you have the super flex where you can throw a quarterback. I, I don't understand a, a, a league where Ryan or Aaron Rodgers isn't being started already this week, but I guess it happens. I don't know. It happens. Statistically, it's like a, sure, like a few. Sure, yeah. But you need to have w- with the questionable tag. Yeah. You put him in the flex. You need to put him in the flex. In same the flex. thing. Hey, I would I would advise the same thing for Julio and Calvin Ridley. Yep. Unless you have both of them, which doesn't make much sense. But hey, who knows? Yeah. yeah. So all right, let me, let me go into my let me go into my sleepers. I didn't get a touch on those yet, and into my bus. So first of all, bus. Let me hit those out of the way. Okay. Me and you agreed. Cooper Cup. McLaurin. Those are my McLaurin busts. absolutely yeah. is and, a bust. And Cooper Cup, when I say bust, I don't think he's going to necessarily have a bad game. I just think he has a very limited ceiling. Yes. Um, and so that 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 is my concern with Cooper Cup. He he very well could go off. You never know. He's the kind of guy he can get two touchdowns in the half. Um, and then you're happy with him, right? Even if he doesn't play in the second half. My sleepers. I already talked. I already talked about Devonte Adams, and it's only because of the health concern. Yeah. If he was healthy, he would be my number one receiver. My other two guys I have as sleepers. I have Will Fuller against Minnesota. Yep. Um. I. I he's going to be looked at a lot. Oh yeah. Uh. Th- th- this is going to be a game where uh, both teams are desperate to win. Yep. And uh, Deshaun Watson, when he gets desperate, he will force passes to his top guy. We saw that last year when he when he had DeAndre Hopkins on his team. This year, his top guy is Will Fuller. Yes. So when if he gets desperate, he will throw to Will Fuller. If he's not desperate, it's because he has already found Will Fuller. Yes. Either way, Will Fuller is a great play, and I think he very well could get into the top 10 wide receiver discussion this week. I have him in as a low wide receiver one, high wide receiver two for the week. I I have him ranked wide receiver two closer to a flex play just because Deshaun does have other options to throw the ball to. I, I do, but if Will Fuller's on your team, like I've got him ranked him. I've got him ranked twenty one. Which still, is yeah, still wide, wide receiver, receiver two, one right. territory. Wide high wide receiver two, low wide receiver one. Play Will Fuller if you have him. And then my other sleeper, and I know this is kind of a shitty pick here. But OBJ? OBJ. <laughs> I actually have I actually have OBJ two spots underneath Will Fuller. So so OBJ, like I don't first of all, I don't love any receiver in, in the Browns offense. Like it's no. it, the, if you have part of the Browns offense, it should be the run game. But OBJ against a Dallas secondary that, quite frankly, is fucking awful is a great play. Uh, if you have him, this is a week you play him. This could be the turnaround where OBJ is shitting on other people. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. So that wraps it up for wide receivers. Next up, we're going to be doing tight ends and defense special teams. Stick around. Yes, sir. 
All right, this brings us to our very last segment. We are going to be talking about defense, special teams, and, of course, tight ends. So, Tyler, let's start with tight ends. Who you got? Let me take a stab at your number one. Go fuck your mother. Ah, okay. Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Oh, good. We're keeping it in this time? Fuck you. All right. Yes, at one, I have Kelsey. Okay. Two, I got Mark Andrews against Washington. Agreed. Three, I have George Kittle. Me too. Because I don't – Shanahan came out and said what Debo's role was going to be. I'm sure George Kittle is going to be 100% go. We'll just see what the game plan is. It's a great matchup. And we also know Nick Mullins' favorite target is George Kittle. So we agree on the top three. At four, I have Darren Waller. Hey, look at this. This is our best. This is like our most compatible list so far. I'm telling you right now, I think at five, you and I are going to differ a lot. Okay. At five, I have Mike Gusecki. Wow. For Miami going up against Seattle. I, 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 okay, okay. I'm trying to find the words that. Like would express how much I disagree with you, but they don't exist. And I, I've I've a master's degree. I know a lot of words. I don't give a fuck what you I have. I can't find I'm, the dude, words to disagree ta- with you, motherfucker. We are talking about fucking matchups. The secondary for the fucking Seattle defense mm. is dead last. We'll talk about that later. Let's dead last. On. Okay, we'll get to that. Let's move on. Number six, I have Hunter Henry against Tampa Bay. I have Henry at seven, so that's not what yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. At seven, I have TJ Hawkinson against New Orleans. Okay. Eight, I have Hayden Hurst against Green Bay. That's my eight. Nine, I have Tyler Higbee against the Giants. Okay. Ten, Zach Ertz against San Francisco. Okay. And I know, I know a lot of motherfuckers are going to be really upset that I dropped Ertz so low. Don't worry, motherfucker. I got the stats to back it up. Okay. All right. Well, so I'm just going to pick up number five because we had the first four we, we agreed on. Okay. Okay. I have Ertz at five. You're an idiot, and I'll explain to you why. Okay. All right. I'm not, but. You are. And I, 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 again, like I, told, like I just told the listeners, I have the stats to back it up, bitch. All right. Well, since we're there. Go ahead and tell me why you think Ertz should be rated so low. <clears throat> the Philadelphia Eagles are going, to go, are going up against the San Francisco 49ers. The, yes, we've discussed that. San Francisco has allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to tight end. Three. Okay. An average of three per game. Okay. And the fewest receptions per game to the tight end position. 1.7. Fred Warner is a motherfucker. I'll tell you right now, Goddard in this game has a higher ceiling than Zach Ertz because, because the focal points of their offense are out. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Miles Sanders. I, I'm not high on Miles Sanders either. I, I, Javon Kinlaw has been a really great defensive tackle against the run in his first three games. I'm telling you, I, the focal point going into every week, you, you focus in on one offensive dude who can burn you. And they're going to focus on Ertz. They're going to focus okay. on Ertz. Right. Ertz is going to be fucking quiet as shit. I guarantee it. I think, okay, well, I disagree with you, but but interestingly enough, you brought up an argument that I'm going to make, which is, you, who was your five? Uh, I believe it was uh, Mike Gusecki. Miguelito Gusecki. Mike Gusecki. Who was the number two? Defense against tight ends this year. Oh, is it Seattle? It is Seattle. Okay. 
Their secondary is terrible, except when it comes to covering tight ends. Why? Because of a certain gentleman named Jamal Adams, who is actually quite outstanding Jamal at Adams. covering tight hey, ends. Hey, I hope I hope some way this finds you. Jamal Adams, you're a little <laughs> bitch. You are a little bitch. All right. Well, all right. Jamal Adams, uh, please don't kill us. Um, so, you're going to do shit, motherfucker. All right. Interesting, all they, all interestingly they do, enough. All they do is blitz Jamal Adams. Enough, That's all they do. Five, He's okay, not a coverage all right, guy. All right, all right. Interesting enough, at number five, we both have – Tight ends who we feel uh, could break out. Could break out. But okay. the, on the opposite end, okay. we, the ones that we disagree with, we feel like you are bad not... matchups. Okay. Right? All right. I think Mike just said he's a horrible matchup against Seattle. Okay. And while I do think that uh, Miami is going to have a pass-heavy game script, yes. they're going to be looking at their receivers, Devontae Parker. I, I think this is, this is a game, and I should have put him on – my sleeper list, Devontae Parker, is going to have a big game against the – I had – where did I have Parker? Not I – I, I had Parker at 18. So he's a solid option. Uh, I think that the Miami offense is going to be looking at his receivers. It's not going to have much success going to Jacecki. All right, who did you have at five then? I had Ertz. Oh. You had Jacecki? Fucking I had Ertz. yuck, dude. Not uh, well, I say yuck to you. So oh, I feel yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, we can agree that we very heavily disagree on number five. Number six, I Tyler Higby, which I believe you had nine. I have correct. An, I have it nine. Okay. Yes. Uh, number and your six was seven. Hunter, Hunter Henry. And I have Henry at seven. Who's your seven? I have Hawkinson at seven. I have Hawkinson at nine. I like Hawkinson. I like a lot. If you have Hawkinson, I think Haw- lineup, Hawkinson's yeah, a steal. Yeah. Like, Unless you have uh, a Kelsey Andrews Kittle or Waller, if you have Hawkinson, you yeah, gotta play you him. You need to start his ass uh, because Hawkinson has been he, he, last uh, last week. He had a great week uh, connecting with Matthew Stafford, yes. even with Galladay uh, having a good game. Hawkinson was still able to get a lot of targets. You gotta play Hawkinson this week. I had Hurst at number eight, which I believe you yep. did too. Yep, uh, I, I like Hurst a lot, especially with the potential. Uh, I like Hurst in the sense that. At least one of the two mm-hmm. between Julio and Calvin are going to be out. Right. If I, both of them are a go, Hurst drops in in my rankings. Agreed. Uh, even then, even with both being a go, I agree that he does drop. Uh, but I think you can count on one one of two of them being out, and I also think that you can count on Hurst still being a fringe wide receiver one two with both of them playing. Probably closer to like the number 12, 13. You mean tight, tight end, end one. Yes, you said wide receiver. That's you know what I meant. Well, you're an idiot. Yeah. So, All right. so uh, I like Hurst a lot, and it's not just because I have him on my team and Johnny Smith isn't playing this week. You either. drafted half of the fucking Atlanta offense. In our fucking money league, I also drafted half the half the uh, Dallas offense, and then traded. And I have scored, traded part of that Atlanta offense for more Dallas Dallas offense. And mm-hmm. I have outscored the rest of the league by more than sixty points. So I'm your, just gonna put that out there. No, uh, you're, you're, yeah, I'm not even gonna say you're a cunt. I'm All not right. even gonna say kilo. All you're, right. You're, All right, you're just fucking. Moving terrible. on to number ten. Uh, this might be a little bit of a surprise for you. Who's your number ten? Ten Zerts. Yeah, I had him up higher. So I do not have Giuseppe, uh, Mike Gusecki in, in, in my top 10. Okay, so who do you have in your who, – who do you have at 10? I have Austin Hooper. Okay, I have Austin Hooper at 12. Yeah, I think Austin Hooper's going to have a nice nice day against I Dallas. can – so 
I went to 15 on the tight end list. Well, who, who are your honorable mentions? Honorable mentions, Evan Ingram. I think he. I think this might be the week where he kind of gets a little space, gets enough targets. To, I'm saying honorable mention. I'm not saying like he he's a must start, but I'm saying like you. This might be the week where you get at least a little assurance as to why you drafted him at any point in the draft. I think that if you drafted uh, Evan Ingram in, in, in the top 10 rounds, um, if he doesn't have a, a good game for you this week, you need to look at. Yeah. Him. You probably need to drop him. Yeah. You need to, but I got, so I got him at 11. Yeah. I have Austin Hooper at 12 against Dallas. Okay. I think that is a favorable matchup. I agree. I agree. Um, I have Jimmy Graham at 13 against Indianapolis. He's one of my sleepers. I, Jimmy, I like Graham, Jimmy Graham. It's he's not going to do a lot for you. I think it's going to in the yardage game, again. but it, it, his numbers in the red zone <laughs> phenomenal. That, that's that. Yeah. They, they are literally only looking at that motherfucker in the red zone. Yeah. yeah. Um, Logan Thomas at 14. I would not advise you to start him. Uh, playing Baltimore, I. I think okay, I have Logan Thomas in my in my honorable mention, and it's because I think that Baltimore is going to take away uh, Antonio Gibson. They're going to take away Terry McLaurin. Yeah, and I, I think that the, the the only thing the Haskins is going to have left to throw to is going to be Logan Thomas. This game is going to be a shellacking. It's going to be a shellacking. So I, I I wouldn't trust anyone in the Washington offense. I like I get I like Logan Thomas as an honorable mention. I also like Dalton. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Schultz is my honorable last mention. honorable mention. Yeah. Yes, he is because he is filling in for fucking uh, Swain, whatever the fuck his mm-hmm. name is. Yep, who is gone for the season on IR. Yep. He, he's their tight end, and, and he's, he's their tight end. He he's turned in respectable numbers. He has. Um, if and, you and have no Dak Prescott looks to him. If you have no better options from one through eight. Dalton Schultz is worth a start. Is worth a start. Like, so here's who I'd like more than Dalton Schultz. If you do not have a better one through eight option, so first of all, my sleeper. Uh, this is gonna hit my sleeper list. And I have two. One of them, you already had on is Jimmy Graham. I don't like him more than Schultz, but the guy that I do like that's on my sleeper list that I like more than Schultz is Moali Cox. Moali Cox yeah, is a great sleeper. Yeah, great sleeper. Yeah, he is. He he is getting volume. He is producing on that volume. Hard to go wrong with him. Bus, I already talked about Jacecki. I don't think he's going to live up uh, to his rankings this week. And my other one is Evan Ingram. I, I think he, I, he's ranked too high. He, I, most lists I saw, he's ranked in the top 10. He's against the Rams. I don't see it. I don't see it for him. So pulling up my sleeper bus list, I have Hawkinson under the sleepers. Okay. And some stats to back it up. I like Hawkinson a lot. Yeah. Waller in week one had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Week two against Green Bay, nine of 10 targets to the tight end position and a scoring touchdown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so New Orleans is susceptible to the tight end position. And it might shift a little more towards the wide re- wide receiver position now with uh, Galladay? No. The defensive back, Marshawn Lattimore, oh, Marshawn with, Lattimore, with yeah. Marshawn Lattimore out this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I, I, we'll and, and they're going to focus on Galladay either way. I, I love Hawkinson this week. Evan Ingram does make the bust list, okay? 
20 targets this so far on the season, 11 receptions. Mm -hmm. He has a 55% catch rate. Mm -hmm. He only averages 5.5 yards average depth of of target. So he's not getting you a he's not getting you any yak. He's not getting that far down the field. It's a little Duncan D shit type to to the running back. Okay. The Rams who, who, who the Giants are playing. The Rams held not only Ertz and got and got her. Yeah. To 72 combined yards in week one. And Evan Ingram is the only tight end down there. Evan Ingram, drop him from your fucking lineup. This way, I'm not saying drop him from your team completely, but he needs to get the fuck out of your lineup. Yeah, I'm not playing for him week, this week four. Fuck, I'm not no. playing him this week. Fuck no. Let's go to defense. All right. Uh, top defense this week. I think we can all agree. Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're playing they're playing the football team. Yeah, yeah. they're playing the football team. Yes. Uh, next, second best defense. I think we can. I'm gonna guess. I haven't seen your list. Who's your number two? And mine is the Rams. I actually against the Giants. I, I actually agree with you. Yeah, uh, I actually agree. No, it is definitely the Rams because Daniel Jones was throwing interceptions and they were fumbling yeah. the football against a second string fucking defense. And their line is terrible. Imagine yes. that line against Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron Donald. Yep, they're going to get lit up. Yep, Daniel Jones might die this week. Yeah, yeah, this might be this this might be the one. And and I pray he doesn't. Like I'm not I'm not trying to like advocate death and hostility, no. but like he literally could have like a, a severe injury. This is gonna this, be, is, this a is gonna horrible be horrible matchup. It's going to be a bad week for the yeah. fucking Giants. Uh, at number three, okay. So first of all, there's there's only four defenses that I see this week. As serious contenders for double-digit points. Okay. Okay. We already talked about Baltimore. We had, we touched on the Rams. Yep. The other two for me is Tampa Bay and San Francisco. I agree with you on one of them. So probably San Francisco. I agree with you on San Francisco yep. because it, it's not biased. I promise you, dude. If this shit, if if, if this podcast picks up steam, like I'm I'm not. I'm a little biased to my own team, but I'm very realistic. Like, this is the week. You look at all the injuries. You look at how bad Carson Wentz has mm-hmm. played through through the first three weeks. I don't see this being the week that he fucking figures the fuck back out. Like, no, I. this is – yes, I would – 49ers, I would rank it three. And, and I, I love Tampa Bay in this spot. And it's even if all right, and and I know you talked about the 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 L.A. Chargers winning. Yes. Okay. And I, and I still think Tampa Bay could have a great defensive game even with the Chargers winning. And it's because uh, we we looked at Herbert last week. I remember uh, right before halftime. Yeah. He threw a bad interception. Yes. That almost yeah. led to a pick six yeah. and gave them gave up three points. Right. Yeah. Tampa Bay's defense is good enough. They will if they get that opportunity. They're going to capitalize. They're going to get that pick six. I think they're going to get a pick six. I think they're going to get three three sacks. Um, I think they're going to get points. They, they might give up offensive points, maybe about 20, 24. But I think they're going to also make up some points uh, against Justin Herbert. They're going to capitalize on a rookie quarterback. I would actually put the Bills' defense above the Bucks. Because 
I feel like the the Bill uh, Derek Carr is more prone to make mistakes. I get it. Justin Herbert's only had two career starts. I, the jury's out on him. Got it. But I feel like who is it? Anthony Anthony Lynn, the Chargers head coach. Uh, it's Anthony something. Uh, something. Something. Okay. He's. I feel like this is the week he's going to take the game more out of Herbert's hands to to lessen his turnover percentage. Like, okay. So at number five, I have Indiana uh, Indianapolis against Chicago. Yeah, I agree. At number that. seven, I have Chicago against Indianapolis. Number six, I have Buffalo. So you had Buffalo, I think, at four. I have Buffalo at six. So I think we're like in the top eight. We kind of agree. The the four through eight we 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 have a few different variations. So I've I've got I've got Buffalo at four. Mm-hmm. We got the Bucks at five, Colts at six, and then I have the Bears at seven. Okay, who you got at eight? The Seattle Seahawks. I got them at their, nine. I got even them with nine. their garbage fucking defense that they have. Yep, it's like you're playing against Fitz Magic. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be really fucking bad, and I'm going to bank that it, against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, it's going to be really fucking bad. So I got Seattle at nine, and then at ten I have the Chargers. I think that that front four is going to put pressure on Brady. You're going to see him make. He's still not fully comfortable in that offense. He's still getting acclimated. They are down probably their best receiver. Yeah, they're down their second string running back. Yep. Uh, the, the Chargers have a great front four. Great front four. Yep. They're going to get pressure. They're going to get some points. They might give up some points, but they're going to get some points too. So I've got <clears throat> I've got the Cardinals at nine against Carolina. They're in my honorable mention. Yep. And I have the Chargers at 10 against the Bucks. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. They could have a very nice day if they can – Get pressure. Continue, yep. not just get pressure, but force continuous pre- continuous pressure on great on fucking Brady. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> well, that's how you know it's towards the end of the podcast because <laughs> motherfuckers can't speak. All right. Well, that thing wraps it up for us. Hopefully, our fantasy tips will help you help guide you to victory this week. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you agree, disagree. If we helped you, if we fucked you, either way. Let us know. We want to hear your feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, From DC and Tyler, this has been the very first pilot episode of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. You had to click on the screen to pull up the name. You you didn't Unsportsmanlike Commentary. That was pure coincidence. You didn't fucking know. Pure coincidence. No, no, pure coincidence. Yeah. My fucking yeah. dick, bitch. Yeah. You didn't know the name of the fucking podcast. Go that fuck your mother. Pure coincidence. This has been the very first episode of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. Thank you for listening.